you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 136. On tonight's episode, the fat man Link and his friend Christian look back at last year in Games Workshop and they talk about all the things they like and all the things they didn't. And being a clever and happy little manling, he talks about how he could make it better so as not to be a negative Nancy or something namby-pamby like that. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the Garage Utils. For the next few hours, I'll be doing the best I can to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and probably some of my various other fandoms. Bringing you ups, downs, and what we would love to see. I'm Dave Whitek, and returning to the show tonight is good friend of the show, Christian Bear. Christian, how are you? Grooving good. How are you, Dave? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. You were uh, you were going to come on uh, right after right around Thanksgiving, and then things got all honking busy, and then you missed out on uh, on of all things the uh, corn bloodbound. I know. I was so <laughs> bummed. I just my work went insane. I was working sixteen to twenty hour days. Six days a week is just, I had no time for anything. I didn't even have time to sleep. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know how that gets. It's finals week next week. I'm, Ooh. yeah. And I got to redo all my finals. So, like, after we record tonight, it's going to be crazy, stupid, busy weekend. So, Ugh. yeah, no kidding. Ugh. So, uh, we got a lot to talk about this today, talking about the last year at Games Workshop and, I noticed a lot of podcasts are uh, sort of avoiding the their their annual reviews, but we will not shy away. Not at all. Not a bit. So, uh, but before we jump into that, uh, why don't we uh, take a moment to uh, thank our sponsors? Of course, the sponsors of Garage Hammer are Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Mercia Miniatures. That's M I E R C E miniatures.com Mantic Games for all your big rank and flank army needs the TC War Room in Traverse City, Michigan you ain't wrong and Battle Foam protecting your army ah, ah. love it ah, yes 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 so um Okay, so hey, guess what? Uh, after several episodes without, we got like emails and and even a voicemail and stuff. A voicemail? We did. We got voicemail. We have voicemail. I thought that I I, I was starting to believe that people had forgotten about it. They, they almost had, but I guess I was complaining about it so much. Somebody actually sent in. In fact, that's pretty much what it said. And it was so funny because the Google Voice, like when I, I get the email saying I got one, sometimes I get no translation when it's staticky. And sometimes I get one. And I was certain this was someone I knew because um, I forget what it said. It said something funny. I should look it up. But it was. It said that it was. It said. It, I, um, oh, it's, <laughs> it said I'm listening to your punk ass on this show. And I thought I'd call in. And I was just like, who is this? Like I, had to, I thought I had to be cranky or something like that. But it turns out that's just one of those Google Voice uh, super translation errors. He said I'd listen to your <laughs> podcast. And Google Voice, <laughs> Google <laughs> Translate said, I listen to your punk ass. <laughs> so, 
That's actually one of the better translations I've heard of. Oh, I was cracking up. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was Because first when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, who's telling me this? So, so here we go. Uh, first of all, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, as this listener did, I don't know who it is because they didn't actually leave their name. They just called in and left a nice message. But if you'd like to, you can call our voicemail at 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. And if you don't have letters on your phone, that's one seven five seven four four one four six nine six. International callers dial zero zero before the rest of it zero zero one seven five seven GH show six for most international calls. We get them sometimes. It's kind of awesome. We love it. So I'm going to play this real quick, and then uh, then we will get to. Uh, we got emails too. It's like it's been a, a banner week here. So here we go. It's like Christmas. Hey guys. I usually just uh, listen to the show, never usually write in or uh, send emails or anything like that, but uh, I uh, noticed you guys haven't getting any voicemails, so I decided, hey, why not? I'll make my first one. Um, I actually have been listening to your podcast for about a year now, and uh, when uh, Age of Sigmar came out, I got a different kind of disappointment in that uh, I wanted to get into fantasy since I was like in middle school, but um, when I uh, started... Uh, looking it up, and I started listening to you guys, it wasn't long after that that Age of Sigmar came out. But uh, I've been kind of sitting back and checking out Age of Sigmar for a while. I love your guys' lore um, podcast, you know, when you guys go over books and stuff like that. I'm a huge lore junkie, so I absorb all that. Um, so, so far, I mean, the only two things stopping from starting Age of Sigmar are, um, you know, I'm waiting, I kind of want to wait to see all the factions come out, which, you know, can't be helped, I just gotta wait for that. But the other one is really, I... You know, I'm used to in 40k, when I used to play 40k, just uh, buying, uh, picking an army point uh, as a goal, like an, an amount of army points as a goal, and then just buying that many points. And uh, since there's no points in Age of Sigmar, I, I don't really know where to start. So if you guys give me some advice as to where you think I should start or stop in terms of buying Age of Sigmar models, or what would be a good amount of models to buy as a starting point, that would help a lot. Thanks, guys, and uh, love everything you guys do, and keep doing the show. Bye-bye. Love everything you do and keep doing the show. Can't get a better, uh, can't get better than that, man. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. That's <laughs> that's a really nice compliment. But see, I've listened to your podcast for about a year now, and I'm I'm flipping through the things. I've listened to your punk ass for about a year now. I'm like, Ooh, wow, is this hate mail or is this good? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there you go. Someone listening. Someone getting into it. And uh, now, if you're gonna wait till all the factions are released, you're gonna be waiting a long. Time. I mean, there's yeah. still a bunch. I, I wouldn't wait necessarily that long. Uh, you know, no, because you know, there's really actually not a lot of reason to wait because all the war scrolls are out. The, I mean, they're not going to change that quickly. Uh, you might as well, you know, if there's already a faction you know you like, I, I, I would say pick that up uh, and and start playing it with the war scrolls we have. Right. I mean, they're obviously going to change somewhat, but. Yeah. I mean, look what look what happened when the Seraphon book came out. I mean, the characters went from named characters to generic characters. There were some slight adjustments, but for the most part, things stayed very similar. Yep. Now, uh, now the Dwarden, you know, the dwarfs are getting some new stuff. We're going to talk about that in news and rumors. And the Slayers obviously are getting a couple new characters, some new stuff, and things are changing a bit. Um. But I think we kind of predicted that, or at least I did, because that was yeah. the one thing in the army that didn't get any new models that were medals. 
that we said, oh, this is probably something that's going to be changing, but a lot of the other stuff seemed to stay similar. Um, I mean, you never know exactly what's going to happen, but if you want to play, I'd say play. Now, he asked a question to how much to get. Like, how do you know how much to get? Um, you know, they've got all these, there's a lot of different comp systems and point systems out there, and I personally am not a huge fan of the point systems, and no offense to anybody who writes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that SDK comp, those guys came up with it, and yeah. hey, you know, more power to you. for fig- Somebody had to figure out something for organized play, like organized tournament play, uh, and if you really want points, you know, it's it's fine. Um Personally, I mean, we're all very familiar with points, right? I mean, so right. many game systems, we've been playing with points for, you know, 30 years. Right. Um, so it's comfortable. Right. And I and I get that. Um, I, I personally am more of a fan of the pool choices, the uh, independent mm-hmm. AOS pool choice lists. And you can find those. I know the Heel and Hammer website has them. Uh, War, what is it? Uh, Warhammer.org. Is that the, the Warhammer? I think that's the right yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We should have our forums, and our website should be up soon. And once our forums are up and running, I will I will keep a link up to them and get them posted as well. Um, and uh, I'll talk about that. Remind me to talk about that in news and rumors as well. Okay. But um, yeah, that I I I I'm a, I prefer the pool choice because it seems to be more along with the spirit of what the actual game is. You know. Agreed. And uh, it's really easy with the pool choices to, say, pick 30, play 20, which seems to be a lot of what's going on in the different tournaments. Um, so you can have that building your army as the game is be as the game is setting up on the table. You know, having that side Agreed. having that sideboard is a really great. You know, it's a great mechanic. Um, it is. And I haven't played have with it, it personally you know? yet, but yeah, it sounds like a solid mechanic. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the the few times I've played, I sort of had I've 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 built the thirty and I've 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 had the twenty in mind, and then the extra ten. And most of the time, I mean, I haven't had to. I haven't really changed from the twenty that I initially planned. But I've got that there, and I know what I have it for. It's like okay, if I see X. I'll replace some of this stuff with this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's nice because with the massive variety of things that people can bring, because you can go into any, now you can go buy, you know, uh, you know, alliances. So you've got chaos, order, destruction, and death. You know, chaos and order can pick from a much larger pool of different races. Um, it's hard to build an all comers list on one list. So to have that sidebar, it adds a, it adds a cool game within a game dynamic as well. And it's not really that different from like, I mean, don't you get to pick, don't you get to bring multiple lists in like war machine and, and uh, some other games, don't they have you bring? There are other games. I, I, I haven't played war machine myself, but there are other systems that allow that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that personally and uh i would suggest looking for that looking for um you know uh clash of kings mm-hmm. um or no clash not clash of kings Cl- clash of no, swords swords yeah clash of swords comp um like i said on the warhammer forum or on helen hammer's website or you know if you're on any social media I, i'm i'm just saying this you in general because dude didn't leave his name on the voicemail so right. i don't know who i'm talking to but i'd look there and honestly it, um, well, uh, in fact, um, 
if you have a particular race that you're kind of keen on, and it happens to be have one of these nice little $85 starter boxes that they put out this week. Right. Dude, you can't go wrong with that. Nope. Have you seen those? Yeah, it's fantastic. That's in the news and rumors, too. I was pricing those out. Dude, every one of them is worth, there's not a one of them that's only worth 85 bucks. Which amazes me because that's not GW's standard MO. I love it. I mean, the, the box sets that they released at Christmas time, too, not all of them were a discount, but there were ones that were a really good discount. Yeah. Well, and I mean, but the old army boxes were always a little bit better than, you know, it was always like at least one unit in there was, was like the, you know, the free unit, you know? Yes. Uh, exactly. Dude, in fact, the, uh, the, the, uh, the vampire counts one, you know, you get a box of spirit host, you get a box of, uh, of, uh, the, uh, black knights slash hex wraiths, and then you get a mortis engine. Yes. 85 bucks? Dude, right? that's, yeah, that's a deal. I mean, that's a deal right there. That's, you know, you're getting one of those units for free right there, you know, because yep. that mortise engine ain't cheap. No. So uh, that's, I mean, that's a, that one's a really good deal. Um, I know the uh, the Tau one for 40K is a really good deal, too, you know, but they're all, the ones I've, I've, I've looked at average about between 100 and Five and um, I think the one came out to almost one hundred and twenty dollars retail. So you're talking anywhere from you know twenty to forty dollars more, you know, savings. Yep. On those, and you know, it's not a bad start. I mean, if you're just it's looking not. for a place to to jump off, yeah, that's that's not a bad start at all. Not at all. It's a perfect way to get started. I would because before these, I, I would have recommended you know the old school way we used to do it. You know, back before podcasts and tournaments were so prevalent, and you know it was just me and my friends. You know, fifteen twenty years ago in our garage, we would pick up one lord and two troops and just start with that. Yeah, yeah, that was and, always yeah. And you couldn't, re- and then from there you would expand, right? Move into you know some form of elite or or special troops, and and you know, build your army however you like to play it. And that's always a good place to start. And if you and if you're one of those people who actually has some sense of self control and doesn't want to go wonky, um, I had this whole discussion with a kid who used to hang out at the local GW that I used to go to, um, and then all of a sudden he showed up over at UGG. And he was at Friday Night Magic, and he's like, oh, yeah, forget Warhammer. I gave it up. It's too expensive. They want too much money in for hordes, and I can't buy 50 models for a unit. I'm like, I get that. I get that. Yeah. He's like, I can't, you know. And he literally, I mean, I would meet him, and he was a kid who would buy, like, a box every month or a box every two to three weeks. And, you know, 50 bucks for a box is expensive. But he was at Friday Night Magic every week doing a mm-hmm. draft. And I'm like, doesn't it cost, like, 15 bucks a week for you to do this? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's the same as a box a month, which is what you were doing. Yes. I'm like, so I'm like, you know, it doesn't cost that much more than your, than your new hobby. Nope. You know, so you, I think it was just frustrated because, you know, well, yeah, but I needed to build up my arm. But it's one of those things where, yeah, but I want to buy a whole army at one time. Well, use your brain. You know. I, I don't it, know if you listen to the Age of Darkness podcast or not. It's a, it's a 30K podcast. And they have the um, hobby on a budget yep. kind of segment. Okay. And. They talk about, you know, whatever your your 
budget is, whether it's $5, $10, $20 a month that you can put away, you put that away and you save it up because everyone complains getting into 30K, it's Forge World, right? It's yeah. super expensive. Well, you know, you put $20 away a month and, and you can save that up over a year. And next thing you know, you're, you're buying half an army. Right, exactly. Or, or more. Yeah, or you buy uh, Betrayal at Calf. Yeah, now now that changed the game. <laughs> that's a, that is a fantastic deal. It is. Yeah. But we're digressing. But yeah, yes, yeah. that's you know and that's that's another thing. Get yourself a little starter and honestly if you're playing with friends, kind of see where they're playing and honest you know if you if you if you're being sensible, um, you know, buy a box, build a box, paint a box, buy another box. You know, that's you know, the box yeah. a month theory is yeah. always always worthwhile. Or you can just be a complete you know, Motard, like me, um, get an AOS starter box, trade your half for another half, then you have two sets of Stormcast, then uh, trade away the uh, blood uh, blood letters. Is those, the, those are the core corn guys, blood letters? For, for demons, yes. Yeah, trade away those that you have that you used at the team tournament three years ago uh, for the other half of another guy's starter box, and then you have three sets of Stormcast Eternals. And then you just got a ton of Stormcast Eternals, and you pretty much play against anybody. So, yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I got two. I traded away and got uh, two. Well, I bought the one core box set, and then traded away and got another unit of uh, or another uh, half of Blood uh, the Corn Bloodbound. So that set me up nicely. Yeah, those guys. They're you know, it's it's oh, such, those are such beautiful models. They are. They really are. I mean, they're not. That's not my army. But I look every, you know, it, I look at them like, wow, yeah. wow. That's one of those things where I wish I had the kind of hobby time that some of the other guys have, where it's just like I could just sit around and paint tons of stuff, because that's just worth painting. It is. I, I love them. Yeah, it's just it's just gorgeous. So, all right, let's move along from the voicemails to dem dare emails. I have two. Would you believe this? Really? Well, it's a yeah. bumper week. Um, now I got one. And uh, this one is from a dude named Ryan Stothard. And Ryan writes and says, uh, Dave, based on the opening of the Seraphon episode, I thought you could use some feedback that gives you a different perspective on the show. I don't remember exactly what I said in the beginning of the Seraphon episode. I think I said people just aren't listening or something like that. I don't know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I, I have self-deprecating humor and sometimes, you know. Who knows? <laughs> it was me and Rotor. If I wasn't making fun of myself, he probably was or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, it says, uh, I am not playing AOS. This isn't because there isn't there is anything wrong with the game. I really like the rule set. The new fluff just hasn't grabbed me yet. That's the main reason I'm still listening to Garage Hammer. For those of us who are still on the fence or just haven't jumped on fully, the show is keeping us up to date with the story. Similarly, if people decide to come back to AOS in a year or two, they can go through your back catalog and catch up. Every episode I hear puts me a little bit closer to digging out my models and starting a proper army. Looking at the new Duarte and stuff, the moment may be even closer than I thought. Thanks for all the years of free entertainment, Ryan. So there you go. So I guess I'm performing a public service. People who are on the fence and want to keep up with uh, what's going on as far as uh, you know, as far as the fluff. You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm keeping them informed. Yep. And I get some people. You know, you know I, I get. I felt the same way, you know, hey, what's going on with this fluff? What's happening in this world? I need to know. 
Um, but they've been cranking it out. Yeah, they I are. I can't even keep up with it. Between this and all the all the books I have to read for school, oh, they're killing me. I got so much to read for school. I have multiple lit classes with different books, and I can't even combine them because it's different grade levels. So I just finished Neuromancer, and the semester's up, and we're reading uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, hey, they're you know, it's makeup lit, so they're like, you can't read what they already read because they're going to be reading it in a different class, and you can't read this because all these other classes are using it. So just find something that, that won't interfere with any of the other teachers already set up courses of what they're, what they're teaching. And I'm like, nobody's teaching Starship Troopers. I bet a million dollars nobody's teaching Starship Troopers. <laughs> and my boss is like, what book? And I'm like, can you get me this? And she's like, mm-hmm. And uh, she trusted me. Well, we got Neuromancer, and the kids not only loved read it, but they loved it. Oh, that's amazing. That's so great. The yeah. more we can spread that kind of literary Yeah. And passion. so, like, I brought up Starship Troopers, and I'm like, okay, this one's a little got a little more stuff in it. Um, we're actually going to, I'm going to, it's my 10, 10th grade makeup lit class, so we're going to have a bit of uh we're gonna i'm gonna set up split up the class and sort of debate the whole citizenship through service stuff from the book Mm. so that's gonna sort of be some of the things that goes on and uh i'm like dude you know i i get to spend the next quarter of makeup lit reading starship troopers with these kids and seeing what they think so what a job. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I got to read that, and I'm reading this, and I'm reading the other, and I've still got to finish reading flipping uh, Tales of Heresy because, you know, after Eleanor came out like four months ago again, so it's like yeah. I'm, I'm starting to get those questions again, so I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> but uh, I, I love Tales, tales though. Oh, it's so good. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tuck into that, but it's like, oh, I, you know, every time I put aside – uh, you know the other stuff. It's like, well, that's work. It's like if I don't do that, I get in trouble. So, so, but uh, here, let's jump to this next this next voicemail, and then we'll hit commercial break because we're running up on that time already. Yep. So let's do it. this one was from a gentleman named Brennan Holmes. Uh, Army list points in earlier editions, and this is actually correction. Um, guy sent this to me. Uh, hi, David. First of all, let me thank you for your continued coverage of Games Workshop's fantasy game. I tend to agree with you that Age of Sigmar is really just ninth edition, and while I don't play it because no one in my group wants to, I really do appreciate being able to hear what the changes are and get critical reactions to the products. When I was listening to your last show, I did hear an inaccuracy, and I was hoping uh, you would correct. Warhammer 1st and 2nd editions did use point values and army lists to construct armies. The podcast which you cited is incorrect. That was actually, I think, point-hammered. Uh, they were talking about the history of it, and they had mentioned that, and I was just saying what I heard on their show. But hey, I'm not passing the buck. I quoted it. I said it. It might not have even been point hammered. I could just be completely off my nut. Uh, core rules back then did not always have points, but the earlier editions, one through three, were less controlled than earlier uh, editions, and you could use it almost as a role-playing game if you wanted to. A lot of the earlier scenarios were character-driven, like Macdeath. M-A-C, capital death, so I'm not even certain 100% what that is. And so it did not feel like the battles of the later editions. Plus, there was less focus on pickup play, either at a club, convention, or a tournament. I don't expect you to take my word for it, so I put some links below for you to have a look yourself. I think all the old products can be viewed on Scribed. Uh, I'm in the old Hammer camp, and I've been playing more games of 3rd edition in the last year than I played of 8th edition. The rebasing is probably going to push me away in the end from AOS because I still like to play the older editions and things like Dragon Rampant. 
Thanks for taking the time to read this. I look forward to hearing more of your show. Uh, oh, it was great when you had Chris back to talk Infinity. That game is very popular with my crowd. Well, who isn't it popular with lately? Yeah. I love that game, but it gives me a damn headache. I, my group has kind of avoided it, actually. We've, we've picked up several other things, but Infinity is one thing that has not taken off in my area. Huh. It's taken off like wildfire here. And I got to say, honestly, I, I think a, a big majority of it, and I know, I know Rallion was playing it like first of the people I knew playing it, mm-hmm. but he got Chris Yu playing it. And talk about a guy with more charisma than, than should be allowed to fit in that size of a human body. Ooh. This guy, once Chris Yu started playing it, like he, that's a guy who could who could run for public office. You just he just sets his mind to something and he gets everybody into it. Like it's 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 impossible to say no to that guy. Yeah, his his enthusiasm is infectious, and he got into it, and I was like, suddenly, boom, everybody was behind. I mean, dude, he ran a tournament in his house. I know that and sounded amazing. Came from like two states away, three states away, it was like seriously. Uh. So yeah, it's all over, and you can and seriously, you can ascribe a lot of that to to to, to at least locally to Chris Yu. I mean, it's mm. it's crazy. Uh, he put in a couple of links, and I will try to put them in our show notes. Um, they're scribed. It says Warhammer Fantasy Battle Second Edition Ravening Hordes and Old Hammer. Uh, Blogspot, uh, Forces of Fantasy stuff. So apparently I was wrong saying that the older editions didn't have points. They did have points. You just didn't always play them that way, I guess. Um, but yeah, I started with fourth edition, so. I started at the say. very tail end of six. And I mean, like, I was interested in it. And I was talk- I was actually, I, you know, started with, like, Lord of the Rings. was just come out, and I was looking at that. And Chris Barnett's like, you should play this. And it was like the new edition was just coming out. So he's like, why don't you hold off? And, uh. You know, wait for seventh, and so that's like right when I jumped in. So, ah. so that's that. So there's the voicemails and the emails and all the mails, and it's really time for a break because we've gone really long. So let's take a break, come back, yep. and we got news and rumors in the toolbox. Sounds good. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. We are back, back, back with the news and the rumors. Let's do it. Let's. That's it, there's, there's some some good rumors coming around now. Oh yeah, not even rumors, man. Yeah, I got, it's not even I, rumors anymore. Yeah, no kidding, huh? But before we jump on that, let's get some news, uh, some news, news, some non GW news. I mentioned it earlier. The website's getting a facelift. 
with the new theme and all that stuff. Daniel and I are working. When you're listening to this, it might already be done. If not, it should be a few days. And along with that facelift, the forum's coming back. Oh, great. Not the old forum. That was unsalvageable. There will be a new forum. Uh, it will look. It may look like the old forum. I'm going to have the stuff set up. Um, you're going to have to re-sign up. You're going to have to. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, That's guys. It is what it is. Please come in and re-sign up. Um, if you were a long-time user of the forum and you remember, hey, I had like five, 600 posts or whatever or whatever, you're going to have to introduce yourself again just because that's the way we keep a lot of the spammers out. Um, I know a lot of people do that whole you have to activate your account and then I have to approve it so that way I know you're not uh, a spammer. But if anyone knows our old forum, uh, you basically have to go in and introduce yourself in the introductions page. Uh, and once you do that, then you've unlocked the rest of the forum. And what winds up happening is that the spammers just, they can't get in anywhere except there, so they drop it there. Mm-hmm. And so all I have to do is really, every day I go on to the introductions page once or twice, and then uh, when I see that your introduction is an ad for low-cost you know, kitchen uh, appliances in England, uh, you know, delete, ban the account, block them, done. And it's, you know... It's way simpler. So you'll have to do that, but it should be up. If it is not up when you're listening to this, it will be up very soon. Um, And that's also going to allow us to, I will have the uh, setup for the people who actually did the painting challenge this year. Um, It will be up before the end of January. So at the end of January, you're supposed to have your painting stuff done. And we basically threw all the rules out the window and said, listen, if you you signed up for the challenge and you legit painted the stuff you said you were going to paint, just post a finished picture at the end of January, and um, I'm going to draw prizes for people who, who 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 kept up through all the turmoil and all the hubbub and then the forum getting killed on top of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a story. All their hard work being deleted. Uh, if you kept up with it despite all of that, man, you deserve at least to be entered for a prize. And I've got several you know, a, a few nice prizes here. Um, so, you know, we've got some stuff here. Um, I would love it if you, uh, you know, posted your stuff. And I, we've got some prizes coming to people. So um, that'll all be up. So website and forums going to be back. We Garage Hammer back in full swing. Finally. Woo-hoo. So excited. All right. Now let's get to the GW stuff, the important stuff. Yes. The Fire Dwarden. Oh. The, oh Those man, are the mama. best dwarf models I've ever seen. You know, um, I want to see them in person only because even looking at the close-ups in the white dwarf, mm-hmm. some of the poses are a little odd. Of the, uh, the, the ones I've seen, I really like. The berserkers with the two axes, like they're all standing there with their arms out with the two axes, and it just looks a little odd to me. I don't. Uh. Yeah, I was looking at the other ones, the the ones with the the long, was it like pole staff axe? Yeah, the ones with the dragon face on it, the hearth guard. Yes. That yes. thing. Oh, the rules for that thing too. Yes. Oh, and then the ones with the little chain, the hearth guard berserkers. The like. Yes. Yeah. No, those guys are great. It's just the basic, the Volkite berserkers, oh, the straight oh. up ten pack ones. Right. They're, okay. it, it's weird because it looks like there's supposed to be a lot of motion in them, and this is the thing you've got. This the, it, it's 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 something that I mean, GW is trying to put a lot of motion and a lot of motion in their models. 
Yes. And they either get these guys who are like super full of motion or guys who look like they're kind of trying to have motion and don't quite. Right. And I can't decide what the basic, the Volkite Berserkers, the basic, you know, the 10-pack. Mm-hmm. I can't tell with them. I'm not trying to be overly critical. It's just of the ones that they've put out, that one I'm not sure of. Now, that Hearthguard Berserkers and the Auric Hearthguard, those are those are hot. They are. Yeah. And like I said, the one with the little dragon face in that thing's got that thing's a shooter. That thing I, I, I didn't know dwarves could shoot. Well, of course they could. Guns. I mean cannons, but Yeah, yeah. no, they you know, they this uh this uh, thing, it shoots molten rock bolts, and this is great. Plus one to hit if they're within one in- or five inches of a Fire Slayer hero. And this molten rock bolt, the shooting thing, if it wounds a monster and doesn't kill it until, the ne- until your opponent's next turn, that monster gets, or until your next turn, I think it is, uh, the monster's movement is halved, and it's minus one to hit until its next turn. Like the it's it's molten rock, so it's like lava rock or something like uh-huh. that. It hits it, the it and it doesn't kill it. The rock cools and hardens around it and slows it down. So that's what that little dragon-faced gun is. So it's shooting fire stuff at you. Nice. Yeah, and uh, nice. I like this Rune Master too. This this uh, dwarf character is just kind of awesome. He is. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, I I was a little disappointed with the Seraphon release since there were no new models. And um, it was poorly written, but yeah. And, yeah, and the book. And then the ever-chosen release, again, was... Mm, nothing, nothing bad about the models they released. The models are amazing. It's just, I was... I, I wanted a little bit more, but uh, and I'm hoping with these dwarves. I mean, with what we're seeing so far, I don't know if there'll be more to it. But again, it, it, the models they're releasing yes. are just amazing. The only thing I'm dreading is it looks like the dwarves are going to get two books. Yeah. And, well, Corn uh, did. <laughs> yeah, I just, oh, I, you know what? I'd rather buy more models than have to buy two fifty dollar books. I hear you. You know what I'm saying for for dwarves. I mean, seriously, at this point, uh, does this mean they're going to release? Yeah, I mean, Corn got a book. Yeah, does well, I guess it's is, not. I said Corn did, but it's really Chaos did, right? We got right. the Corn Bloodbound, and then we got the Ever Chosen. Right, but then so does this mean we're also going to get a Nurgle book, and we're going to get a Zinch book, and we're going to get a? I expect so. You know, I'm just like oh, that's a lot of books, you know, and a lot of. Yeah. You know, I just, I mean. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to be buying the models now. I do got one bit of beef. Um, plus, the Vulkite Berserkers don't have a picture on their little, um, on their on their war scroll in the in the White Dwarf, which I didn't quite get. That's the one that comes with the, uh, the ten. Uh, you know, that's like the the basic Slayer. Uh huh. They got a pretty good rule too. They've got a lot of these. Okay, so get this. Um, the Vulkite Berserkers, if they take a wound. Uh, suffers a wound or a mortal wound. Each time they suffer a wound or a mortal wound, roll a dice. So roll a dice for all the wounds, right? Mm-hmm. If the result's a six or higher, you ignore it because they're slayers. That's what they do. 
add one to the result if the unit has 10 or more models at the start of the phase. Two or more. Two if they have 20 or more because they don't easily accept death when there's kindred around them who are still fighting. Mm-hmm. So if you got a lot, yeah. So basically, it's like they got a ward save. Yeah. Um, and then they've Pretty got uh, one of the other ones. Uh, basically, gets the same thing if they've got a hero near them. Um, those uh, Hearthguard Berserkers, the ones not that not the shooty ones, but the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. Every time they suffer wound or a mortal wound uh, on a six, they ignore it. Add two to the result if there's a hero, a fire slayer hero within ten inches. So they ignore wounds on a four up if there's a hero near them. These guys are going to be kind of awesome. Yeah, they are. Now here's the thing. I'm looking at this one fire slayer hero that they've got. This Oric Rune Master. Goofiest rule that I've seen yet. I'm not certain what to think of this. Let me read this to you. Okay. Holy Seeker. Okay. After setup is complete. Your opponent must pick a unit from their army to be the unwitting bearers of a small amount of Ur gold. Okay, so, oh, by the way, I was asking before what Ur means, and of course, I'm so dumb, and I knew this, and I totally wasn't thinking about it. Why not, you know, hey, Mr. English teacher, why not actually look it up? <laughs> it, it's an, it, it means, it's like, it's like Ur, it's like older or proto, so it's like, you know, you know some of the older or original, so Ur gold, it's an, you know, older original gold so it's this older gold so they have a little bit on them of this ur gold which is stuff that these these dwarfs love right right your opponent can re-roll wound rolls of one for that unit oh so i take because this some guy sneaky get stuck it on him huh i take this guy and they have gold and they get to re-roll to wound rolls of one so every time you take one of these guys they get a unit that can re-roll to wound rolls of one. But if the rune master is within 10 inches of it at the end of any of my movement phases, he spots the telltale glint, gives a triumphant cry, and for the rest of the battle, add one to the attack characteristic of any weapon used by fire slayers to attack that unit. So basically every weapon gets an extra attack against that unit, but they get to re-roll ones to wound. So basically, they have gold with them that we want. So we're be- apparently we're being careless. So they have a better chance to wound us because we're not going for the kill because we're distracted by the gold. Well, they're dwarves, of course. They're <laughs> distracted by gold. I mean, it's a flavor for rule, and it works. But it's like, wait, I'm taking this character, and so an entire unit of yours has a better chance to kill my guys. Yeah, I, of course. I, I, I- I just got to keep him close with these other guys, and I get a four-up ward against all of your wounds. Yes. So, I, I, okay, now, if you're playing me, then you're doomed because I roll more ones than anything. But <laughs> the average player, I would say, you're good against. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're re-rolling of ones and my getting to roll the the save rolls with that. Yeah, I mean, it's it. Here's the thing, it's it's odd that my uh, every every character of these that I lay down is going to give an entire unit a bonus. Yeah. However, it 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 once again, the, they're not worrying about the rules. I mean, they're they're they fit the fluff, the flavor. 
the rules yeah. are the you know they they work that way. So I like fluffy rules. I'm just excited about this stuff coming out. I'm call, I'm calling you Gigi in the morning and gonna order a box of everything. So or two. Uh, one to start. I got. Start. I've got. I've got. Hey, I got. I've already got work to do on this Stormcast Eternals. I'm getting ah, one so I can true. build them and look at them. And but it's like there's no point in buying tons of stuff when I don't know how long it's going to take me to build the stuff that I'm getting now. Good point. So I, I'm being. I'm being You're I'm, being res- a responsible gamer. How I'm trying, dare I'm you? I'm being an irresponsible gamer since I'm not even going to get to these guys for a while. I've still got ah. this stuff to do. No, if you were being an irresponsible gamer, you would buy three of everything because you would already have a massive army planned that yeah, you wouldn't true. get to for three to five years. That's true. Hey, I didn't buy uh, I didn't buy Archaon and nine of the uh, Varengard, which is an army in itself. So, yes, there you go. So, dude, all that stuff is coming out, and the rumor is, like, seriously, in a couple of months, the the dwarfs are getting. The, uh, the rest of the dwarfs are getting their touch-up, which I would assume would be the basic dwarfs and the basic uh, and the, the thunderers slash hammerers. I mean, thunderers slash uh, quarrelers. Yeah, they didn't get updated last time either, did they? No, they didn't get updated. So, so That would make sense. I wonder if any of the uh, whatchamacallums are getting an update, the... Uh, War miners, oh, war machines. Uh. Oh, miners might be too. I didn't think about the miners. And then, uh, oh, and dude, what about the picture? What about the dragon riders? The 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 flipping dragon uh, riders in the back of the. Uh, I uh, forgot to mention them. Yes, I was waiting for that. I, you know, all the rumors of, over the years about dwarves having ponies or uh, bears. bears. Uh, yeah, uh, now they get these. They're riding fire, fire dragons. Yes. I like that. Yep. I'll take that. I'll take it. It's not on the list of things that are coming out this week, but who knows? A couple of weeks, we'll see them probably. Yeah. Oh, so excited. So excited. Oh. <laughs> Just in time for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's right. Birthday's coming up at the end of February, folks. Yep, yep. So not like, that I'm just, asking for anything. No, no, but you know, know, like Roder said, you know, if anybody's interested, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, you know, just call up UGG, have it waiting behind the counter, surprise Dave for his birthday. You know what? I am not too proud to take, uh, you know, Warhammer charity. I'm not. Just and, not. Well, you know, and Roder was talking about Archeon. Now, <laughs> given the choice of Archeon or the new dwarves, I think you would go for the new dwarves. Oh, yes. Dwarves. Oh, I'm so excited! Oh, and oh, and they're on thirty twos. Yes, dude. I just ordered. I guess I'm just going to use them for my uh, undead and just hope that the undead don't all wind up on thirty twos. I ordered two hundred of the twenty fives. Now I only spent like thirty some bucks. I got them on eBay. The twenty five millimeter rounds. Uh huh. Because I figured the guys on twenties would go on to twenty fives. Because the guys on twenty fives went on to thirty twos. Why would the guys on twenties go on to thirty twos? You would think. So I bought 25s. In fact, that was my whole thing. Thank goodness I didn't order the Herstarts mold that I wanted because I found one Herstarts mold with a 25-millimeter round stone piece that I was going to start, buy it and make it and mm-hmm. start 
building and casting, you know the you know the the dwarf, the square dwarf bases that I spent a month making a, a set of and making molds for and casting them. Yep. I was I found a mold from her starts 25 mil and was going to start making the round ones. And I literally had the order stuff like I was looking at it the other day. Like I'm like okay, I'm going to get some birthday money next month. I'm going to order this mold and start cranking out these uh bases. And then these things came out on 32s and I'm like, "Oh, thank God I didn't order it yet." <laughs> I would have been so pissed if I would have built those and I'd have been like had just, you know, Oh, a, a little yeah. twenty-five mil one would not have looked good on a thirty-two mil base. I would have been so angry. Yeah. So that's that. Fortunate. Yeah. So, um, but that's what's that's what's out, and that's what's coming out, and it looks like looks like dwarfs are getting some love, which is always makes me happy. Always makes me happy. Yes. Always makes me happy. All right, onto the toolbox. How about that? Sounds good. All right, we're gonna keep this one quick because uh, we literally, I literally recorded the other show like like the day before you guys heard it. So, all right. So, uh, toolbox brought to you by Kashork Superstore. You've been doing any modeling, brother? I'm working on my 30K Mechanic Marmy. Oh, you're doing Mechanicum. Nice. Yes. So, I'll be at the LVO uh, the first weekend of Super Bowl weekend. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'll be at the LVO, and I'll be on Sunday while everybody else is watching the Super Bowl. Me and a bunch of other crazy 30K players are going to be playing 30K. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. So, yeah, I working. I, I got the whole army built. I'm just finishing painting now. I got three and a half, almost four weeks, so I am I got plenty of time. I already have over half the army painted, so I'm, I'm actually in a good place. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You have a tournament coming up, and you've got everything built, and you're on schedule, no pressure, and in a good place. For the first time ever. Say, what, kind of, what kind of tournament gamer are you? I, I'm a very poor tournament gamer. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boy, honestly, what have I been doing since we recorded last? We put out the show right before Christmas, right? Yep. Okay. Um, I painted up all the stone on all the new terrain. Okay. I bought pretty much everything that's come out except for the Chaos Dreadhold stuff. Yeah. Everything has been painted over with the stone and dry brushed over and then washed and dry brushed over. Uh, I did uh, touch-ups and the highlights. Basically, anything except for... Um, I didn't finish up the golden brass stuff, and I didn't finish the fire. Uh, but it's okay. all been at least based, so that's got to get done, and then all of all of that is done, like all of it. So I'll have about eight or nine of these stone terrain pieces done, including the old arcane fulcrums and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm just getting them all done. Uh, I started, I actually, I, I, I painted and flocked my hills. My, I have the old GW hill that comes in the big one that comes in like it's like half a hill that comes in the, the two pieces the modular oh, right. hill. Mm-hmm. I did that and then I have the sort of rectangular GW hill. Dude, I've never it's like I just never ever got around to doing them because I'm just a lazy hobbyist. And so Harrison and I were sitting down here the week after Christmas and just every night like he came down and we we polished off season the last of season four and all of seasons five six and seven of buffy the between christmas uh day and uh like january 2nd 
Sweet. So we just came down here about seven o'clock at night, and then I worked on hobby. I was cleaning the basement and working on hobby and other stuff for like six, seven hours a night, just doing stuff. And uh, I got uh, the forests done too. I got two of I got two of the GW forests. Like painted the trees, painted the bases, flocked the bases. Uh, one of the forests I painted. I did. I did. I put the I put the leaves on them. Oh. Like, I actually it put the leaves fantastic. on the trees. Dude, they look awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, you look on the box, like, oh, that looks pretty good. But those leaves, man, they're probably going to fall off. They don't look like they go on very well. They go on great. Yeah. They actually go on pretty well. And, I mean, I just put some glue on the little slot and found, like, the different branches. They pop on there, and they go on pretty tight. And they look great. Like, I'm so excited. Like, before you always left the leaves off because you always wanted to move the trees because they had to move them so that, you know, because the terrain didn't mean anything. Of course. And now it totally does. You don't move the trees once they're in there. So it's like, well, leave the leaves on. Make it look cool. So I got uh, two of the forests completely done, one with leaves, one without, and the other three just the base coats on. And I'm going to go in and put on the highlights and the flock. And so I'm going to have almost two full tables of terrain. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, just painted, like actual paint, like like. You know, Chris always joked about how, you know, we take pictures of stuff for the show, and he would bring his terrain over. Like, you can't put pictures of that great terrain on the on the show images. <laughs> and I, I sent him a picture. He's like, oh, my God, I've never seen this much hobby progress out of you ever, except for those stupid zombies. I'm like, yep, there you go. Nice. So that's what I did, and I'm so excited. Like, it really got my juices flowing. Like, I don't... You know, it's like I, I I know I've got models to paint and stuff for Adepticon, but it's like the terrain actually makes me feel like, wow, look, I've accomplished something. And yes. You know, and it's for every single game. Like no matter who's playing or what they're playing with, this is done. You yep. know? So I'm all excited. So, okay, let's move along. Any gaming? Uh, Actually, I, I you know, because of work, I have not been gaming for three months. I oh, just wow. had my first game this past Wednesday, but it was a Firestorm Planetfall. Oh, okay. How was that? It's it's a fun game. It's very. It, it, I mean, if you're into Spartan games, uh, I I enjoy Spartan games. Uh, so Planetfall's the the ground based combat. Firestorm Armada is the space kind of Battlefleet Gothic style game. Right. Um. So yeah, it it's fast. It's bloody. And it's it's a lot of fun. the The rules are simple, so you can you can play a large game like three thousand point game in about two hours. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Um, I haven't done any gaming since the last time we recorded. Like li- like I said, literally like ten or eleven days ago, I think. Yeah. Um, but I do have two games set up for next Friday. Ooh. Um. I realized that if we're going to get, like, seriously, I'm the only one in NW2 who's playing Age of Sigmar, like, who is, you know, that's the main game that they want to play. Everyone else from NW2 is either doing Infinity or we've got a couple of guys moved to Kings of War. Mm -hmm. And so um, I found some friends who, you know, kind of dropped out at 8th edition. um, And they're actually interested in coming back for... Age of Sigmar, like they've been hearing about it, and they're like, this actually kind of interests them. So they're going to come back and get some games in, and if I can get a couple people going, and they know a couple people too who are a little interested, and if we can get them in here, then um, hopefully I can get some, you know, pump some pump some new 
some new life into the AOS scene in our uh, in our immediate local area here. Because I know, nice. a bu- well, when it first came out, there was a bunch of people who were playing it and enjoying it. Um, but there was just kind of a few of us, and none of our schedules jived. And so, you know, with the amazing, you know, enthusiasm for Infinity and the uh, Kings of War scene also growing, you know, everybody just sort of migrated to where the tons of games were. So, right, I kind of realized if I really want AOS to grow in the area, I need to do something about it. So I'm finding all the people who are interested and inviting them over. And so next next Friday, we've got a bunch of stuff lined up. And I'm hoping that this will build up enough interest between this and possibly running a one-day tournament at UGG, hopefully in March, uh, before Adepticon. Um, hopefully this will build up uh, the interest enough locally that we'll get something more more stable going here. So very excited Fantastic. about that. Fantastic. But that's about it. So why don't we move on to the last section, uh, reading and other and stuff. Uh, you've been doing any uh, anything worth mentioning? Uh, I actually, well, like everybody else on the planet, I saw Star Wars a couple times already. Yeah. Uh, and so I picked up a book um, by Chuck Windig called uh, Star Wars Aftermath. Okay. Um, and it, it's supposed to tell the story in between episodes six and seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a trilogy. Um, I, I don't know if you ever read way back in the day, like in the – I think it was in 1991. There was a series written by Timothy Zahn called Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. I was just telling my wife about that series today. I used to have it, and I think I gave it away to the library when we moved here because it was that old. Ooh. And, uh, I don't know if you can get it anymore. I still have my trilogy. Oh, do uh, you? I, I knock on wood. I have always managed to get it back from people I've loaned it to. It's amazing. I may have to borrow it from you under pro- and uh, under under strict yeah. promises of getting it back because she's actually interested in it because okay. I know it's not available. I told her all about it because yeah. I loved that trilogy. It's amazing. I've read it a few times. It's, he- it's- Heather has seen Star Wars six times now. Wow. Yeah. No, here's the thing. We always she's actually more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan because she loved Star Wars and then she hated episode 1 and she never even saw 2 or 3. That's how much well, I, she disliked 1. She never even saw 2 or 3. Can't blame her. Like didn't even bother to watch them. Okay. And I'm like, "Well, you should at least watch them." Like, you know, the actual story that he wanted to tell, like the story that's there underneath all the really bad movie making. It's not mm-hmm. a bad story, like the the you know, behind the stupid running through the fields and stuff. <laughs> so you know, if you actually give it a watch, at least you kind of see and saw what happened, and then you have a right to make fun of it because you've seen yeah. it, you know. Right. But she never even bothered, and then she went to see this, and she's like, it made her feel like a kid again. She's like, this is what Star Wars should be. She's seen it six times. Wow. No, she loved. It. Like seriously, like she she was coming home from work Tuesday. She called me up, and she's like. I can hit the 420. I can get there just in time for $5 Tuesday. I'm going to see Star Wars again. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what? I'm like, dude, I got to take Morgan to dance. She's like, well, then I guess you can't meet me, can you? And I was like, okay, well, whatever for you then. Uh-huh. And so she sent me a text message just just yesterday morning, and she was like, uh, what are some good books to read for Star Wars? I know you read a lot of them. And I was like, well, Timothy's on Heir to the Empire trilogy, but you're good luck finding that. Yeah. Uh, she's like, what else? And I said, well, Paul Kemp, Lords of the Sith is fantastic from what I understand. And I like all of Paul S. Kemp's 
Yes. I like his other stuff. His Edgel and Nick's books, the third one's coming out soon. They're wonderful. If you have not read Edgel and Nick's, if you like if you like sword and sorcery stuff, like Robert E. Howard type of sword and sorcery, Conan esque oh, type stuff, mm-hmm. Edgel and Nick's is fantastic. Um, so I told her to read that one because it's uh, Lords of the Sith is great. It's a yes. lot of Darth Vader stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I was telling him, like, there's this other book that came out that's supposed to bridge six and seven, um, but it's written all in the present tense, which I think is odd and a little yeah. off-putting. Oh, yeah. So I'm I, I'm just th- six chapters into the book so far, and it doesn't have – it's got over it almost 2,000 reviews on on Amazon. Okay. And, and it's like two stars. <laughs> so I, I got it from the library because I wasn't going to pay for it with that bad of reviews. <laughs> um, but I really want to read it. And I, I – I was reading what people said about it and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick it up and I'm going to start plowing through it and reading it. Right. Cause if I can get into a book, I can, I can finish a book in a weekend. No problem. But the way this guy writes, what's the name of the author? Uh, it's Chuck Wendig. W E N D I G. He's written and a lot of stuff too, but he has yeah writing in the present tense like that when it's not first person and even then most people write in the past tense when you write a book and and not just that the the shortness of the sentences the hyphens constant hyphens um it it's just it it it's it's it's, it's like somebody stuttering while they're re- writing it's, oh jeez hard to read and uh, i really want to enjoy it because i want to read it but uh, yeah so yeah. i didn't finish it in a weekend like i was expecting <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm doing uh, well um i already said what i was reading when i was talking to blather on about my school stuff yep. uh 10 makeup lit is reading starship troopers nine makeup lit we're starting call of cthulhu uh, I'm reading Tales of Heresy. I'm reading Realm Gate Wars stuff. So we're doing a lot of reading, a little bit of movie watching. Uh, we finished Buffy, so I don't. We're, oh, just started X Files on Netflix because Harrison's never watched that, and Fox mm-hmm. is bringing X Files back for six or seven episodes. Ooh, right. So um, we're on season one. I haven't watched X Files in ten or twelve years, so it's oh, always yeah. it's always fun to go back to X Files, at least for the first like what five seasons. Yep. So we'll be doing that, but that's about it. So, oh, there we go. We've plowed through it all, and it's time for uh, oh, look—only an hour in, and we're back to the main topic. So, hey, we're doing pretty good. We're doing exactly what we did last episode, when I got all sorts of making fun of me emails. One hour in, and now you're getting to the topic. Hey, <laughs> you, everybody, it's my show. That's right. Um, <laughs> at least it's not an hour and a half this time. <laughs> hey, what can you do? You know. So uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we will be uh, talking about last year. We'll for, we'll run through the releases, and then we'll talk about the things we loved and the things we didn't love so much. And uh, trying to be positive, we'll talk about ways we think we could have improved them. To nice, put a nice positive spin and not be such negative Nellies like everybody else likes to be. And by everybody else, I mean you. Not you, Christian, just whoever else is listening. So, Got it. Got to be accusatory and negative because that's what you do when you're 
well, on, on the internet. About everybody else, right? Exactly. Everybody's wrong except me. Didn't you know that? That's right. Of course. All right, we'll I'm be back. I'm an authority. <laughs> we'll be back. Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mears Miniatures at MearsMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com and seriously guys, you'll be glad you did. segment here just kind of going to run through and discuss some of the releases here over the uh past year and sort of you know what we thought of them just yeah, in general in spurts this this past year yeah yeah which, which is kind of better than some other years where there weren't spurts there was dribbles and and kind of nothings yeah i mean <laughs> you know i mean there's times when you know i mean there heck we've if, if you remember 8th edition, there were nine-month stretches with no releases for us. Yeah, so. I remember those painfully. So, uh, this year I actually, have scars. Yeah. <laughs> I was cutting myself. I can't do this anymore. Great. Googly moogly. <laughs> so, um, now this year, you know, um, we had sort of a push in the beginning, a bit of a dry spell, and then a crazy push at the end, but... If we go all the way back to last January, last January, you know, you know, we've been watching the end times going insane, and then January rolls around, and right in the beginning of January, they release Thankful. Yes. And uh, God, I love Thankful. And the Vermin Lord. And the Vermin Lord, yes. <sighs> and the Storm Fiends. Ugh. And. <laughs> Oh, I love the models, though. Oh, the models are great, but God. And, and I got to say, they got a lot of hate, but if you played them in a proper way that was friendly with your opponent, I would take two, three models and not all of the same overpowering force, just a nice mix, and, and it wasn't overpowering, and we could have a fun game, and I, I actually lost quite a bit with them <laughs> so you know if you again, didn't take nine of that one the one super combo with the super weapon on them they weren't that bad no exactly. i agree but yep. that's you know 
That's what I when I went to Adepticon and I'm playing against them. That's that's what I was playing against. You know. Yeah, that's what, that was unfortunate. Yeah, and and it, it 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 did. They got a bad rep. Now I did play against one kid who had six of them, and oh, excuse me, um, he had three that were the 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 super weapon and three that weren't, and they really weren't that horrible to deal with. You know. Um, yeah, not at all. If you play I them in a reasonable on way, the, I concentrated on the three horrible ones and didn't have to worry too much about the three not so horrible ones. And but it was just they, the the three horrible ones were pretty were pretty bad. And if you just spammed them out, it was brutal. Yes, and let's yeah. face it, that's exactly what a lot. I mean, the people who had them, that, that's what they did with them. Of course, most of them. I mean, you didn't, and Herner didn't, and a couple other people didn't, but. Most most of the ones you saw were just the horrible spam ones, and they were brutal. Yep. But the models were cool, and I yeah. liked the little the little tiny rat guy on the back controlling him because the giant rat ogre had his brain basically <laughs> pulled out. I thought it was cool. I did too. And the vermin lord models were hot with all the different variations you could do. Oh yes, I know some people didn't appreciate them and thought they were another thing. GW's overdoing it with their models, nah, dude. They're doing it right. They're yeah. yeah. This thing is it's 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 a it's a demon. It should be a bit over the top, and it was. I have the Forge World Vermin Lord, and I still bought the GW Vermin Lord because it's a gorgeous model. And man, Thankful and Bone Ripper. Yes, as a I, huge I, fan of Thankful and Bone Ripper, I have all their. I have you know. I read I read them and all the Gotrek and Felix novels, and I read all of their own individual. Stories, me too. I, I love Thankful, and I just I love both poor poor all of the poor Bone Rippers. All nine of those poor guys, yeah, yeah. So when when they finally built one that was the hulking behemoth monstrosity that it was, it's like oh, this is cool. I I loved I I loved it. Me too. Had to get it. Yep. Of course, they called the book Thankful, and he wasn't in it, but whatever. Yeah. But this was a cool. This is a cool release. Um, honestly, a much better coming on the heels of the of the Elf book, which was, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I loved the story in the Elf book. Um, yeah. But the Elf book just the, the the rules were so wonky and unplayable. I tried to play them. I really did. I wanted to like them, but yeah, it was. You really had to. There was so much you had to take into account just to play a game with them. Like you could do it, but you really oh, had to we be tried. Yeah, you had to be so prepared, and it could go so wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I had games last two turns. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And there was no point in continuing. And it was just like ugh. And so then to get a book where you had some cool stuff in it, and and you know that that the stuff that came out wasn't going horribly wrong, even. You know, even though yes, there were these storm fiends and they could be abused. Yeah, it wasn't just completely wacky. And you know, you could play out scenarios where the 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 elf magic rules. You know, if you knew it coming into it and were prepared for it, yep. you could have fun with it. It was yep. just it was a it was a little more work than I think anybody really wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? It was like Agreed. we've got all this stuff going on. Why make so much work out yep. of this? Just do something cool with it. 
You know, and and the, the Malekith list was just dumb. It was. I mean, yeah. the what 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 they did in the story was fine. What they did rules wise was ridiculous. Yes. So if you take Mal- this Malekith, you basically get all the rules. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, why shouldn't I? And then we're going to go make, and then all the T.O.s are like, yeah, sure, you can bring it. Wait, what? T.O., stop that. Yeah. So, but, I mean, then, like I said, you get to the Thankful book, and you've got this stuff, but it was, it. this was a lot of fun. It was a lot yep. of fun to read. It was a lot of fun to review with Rotor. Um, I had a blast with this book. I really enjoyed it. All the poop. <laughs> <laughs> People still bring that up. Of course. So <laughs> he'll never live that down. Why should he? It was funny, he, you know. I don't think he wants to. <laughs> yeah. Um February was a forty K month. Um it was the Harlequins. Right. Which, there was a couple novels. Yeah. And you know the coolest looking models some of the coolest looking models in the game, but from what I understand, listening to other podcasts, uh Jaded Gamercast was one of them. They're just like this is not a playable real thing. Like they just didn't have enough stuff in it to make it playable. No, there wasn't. So, yep, there it goes. So we'll just. I'm gonna kind of gloss over most of the non fantasy stuff. Just of course. Yeah. So March, March, March comes out, and uh, you get yourself a bloodthirster. Yes, a giant bloodthirster model, and of course. Archeon, the last book. Yeah. And they did it. (laughs) They damn well did it. Holy crap. I did not think. Did you think they were going to do it? No. (laughs) I really didn't. You know, and I, you know, and I got to say this and, uh, you know, I, I generally don't get too pissed at spoilers, you know, but. When that book came out and people were all posting, hey, check it out, and they posted the last page of the book. Yeah. Now, granted, it took me a few weeks to get to it. I knew the spoilers would have gotten to me eventually. The only reason I didn't get pissed was because it took me literally three, four weeks after the book came out to get to it and get it finished because I was trying to crank through the other stuff to get it out for the show, and I had to take notes, and it was slow going. Mm -hmm. I really wish I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that was you know what it was it was so well written like they kept getting to the point where like okay here's where they save it and it kept looking like they were going to save the day yeah they kept it like, did. here's the point okay now he's going to save it nope now he's going to save it nope now and every time it got messed up I'm like oh okay no okay now it's just what are they going to do now oh here it is oh no what are they going to do now here it is oh no what are they going to do now oh oh no <laughs> yeah. holy crap they all die. they're all gone yeah that was they didn't save it. Amazing. I, ugh, I, I it, like, <sighs> took me forever to wrap my head around it, but once I wrapped my head around it, I was like, wow, that was just, that was a hell of a story. It was. And it took some, it, it was kind of, it was nutty and it was crazy, um, but it was really, that was really well written. That was just really well done. Yeah. Got to give them props. Um, but then, of course... <laughs> That's March, and then, well, the world's destroyed. Well, you're forgetting the Skull Reapers. Oh, that's right, the Skull Reapers. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, 
the the Scar Bloodwrath. They released Scar Bloodwrath. Oh, that's that, right. That I didn't like too. those. I I still I'm still not too keen on them. The, the me either. You know. <laughs> okay. Them. The the armored pants. Yeah. Like we're wearing heavily armored pants, and that's it. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Like if you're not gonna bother to armor your chest or your arms, why are you heavily armoring your thighs? Like that's not the vulnerable spot at all. You no. know. No. It's just they're we- they were weird models. I never really they they never grabbed me at all. Me either. Um, but I just had to bring them up because no, I appreciate it. I totally month. forgot about them. Yeah, um, they're worth forgetting about. <laughs> yeah, they were they were brutal. I'm sorry, they were just brutal. Yeah. Um. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um. Mm-hmm. This was also um. What was I going to say? The end. Yeah, I mean, it was the end of fantasy. I mean, the the end of anything fantasy for several months. And that was and that was a really odd thing. Just uh, they they ended this. Oh, what was I going to say? The rules too. This was where I think. Oh, take th- anything you want. This is where people got angry. Yeah. This was the. You don't even have to have a general. You could nope. literally take anything you want. Make the champion of a. If you don't have a, a hero model. Pick a champion from one of the units. Make him the general. If you don't have a champion, just pick a model. Yeah. Like, even the explanation was too long. Like, because you, you, you didn't even have to say that. You could just yeah. literally. Well, I mean, I suppose, you know, the way they worded it, if you had a hero or general, you had to pick him. If you didn't, then you had to go to champion. If you didn't, then you could pick anybody. But it was even then, it was just like. Oh, that was. I mean, I understood. I understood like fluff wise that it was just like everybody's fighting. So you know, and if this is all you got left, somebody grab command and get, keep fighting. Yeah, but it was. It felt weird. like they didn't put any effort into it. It yeah. was the final book. It was. I, I. Yeah, if there's yeah, you're you're in the final even, battles, but. I don't even know if it was no effort so much as the direction was just like, wait, why? Why would you do that? Why? Like, why would you put that rule in there? You know, it turns out later the, the new game had such a loose structure. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're trying to prepare us for it or what. I mean, basically, they're unbound rules, you know, they, in essence, yeah. aren't they? You know? Yeah, they are. Um, but it was such a, it was such a shock and departure from the main rules and to throw that on top of destroying the world, I just was like, wow, that was just. And then, like you said, oh, hey, we destroyed the world. And then they get that little last page. Oh, he's holding on to a glimmer. And we're like, okay, what's that glimmer? Because that's going to be whatever the next edition is. We all knew an edition was coming because we've we been hearing thought. rumors for we've been hearing rumors for months that something's coming. Oh, it's moving to round bases. Oh, it's doing this. Oh, it's doing that. Oh, it's doing the other. So we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Bubble Worlds, which is not really Bubble Worlds. It is different worlds, but it's Bubble Worlds. Yeah. And uh, four months later. July. Yeah. And then all July, the way to July. Yeah, Age of Sigma Draft. And you know, four months of all of us just sitting around, nobody buying models, nobody wanting to do, nobody, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't want to start something, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm just, this was the time where I said, well, I've got all this unfinished stuff that I have. I might as well finish it. If I'm going to mm-hmm. do any hobby, this is what I'm going to work on. And that's kind of what we all did. Yep. And then July, Age of Sigmar drops. Um, and and uh, it wasn't exactly what we were expecting. 
or necessarily what people were wanting. Uh, yeah. You know, um, and that's I'm not, you know, I'm, that's not a crit- that's not me crit- critiquing the quality of the game. No, that just I mean, dude, lots it of people just wasn't walked what away. We were expecting, yeah. People went, "What is this? This is this is what is this?" And yeah. uh, it we, was we a- had no idea what to expect. Yeah, and there was no frame of reference, and th- this was brought in, and I mean, it went from it went from some people, you know, people really hobby oriented people going, "Wow, this is really cool." Uh, some people saying, "Oh, let's give it a try," and some people saying, "Is th- is this a joke? This is a joke, right?" Um, but it turned out there was the, the, they were they were not joking. This is this is what you're getting. Uh, we got Age of Sigmar box set with some amazing models. Yes, we were introduced to the Stormcast Eternals. These were the superhuman warriors that we were hearing about that people lovingly or not so lovingly uh, labeled the Sigmarines. Yep. Which uh, you know, hey, I called them that too in the beginning, but. They're the Stormcast Eternals. They are what they are. I think they're pretty cool. Um, Corn Corn got their Bloodbound with their new characters, which, uh, dude, this is an amazing. This is an amazing box set. It is. That's just some gorgeous models. And the models they actually added on for Corn afterwards were even better. Yeah. Um, the models added on for the the um, Stormcast. Stormcast Eternals. Yeah. Actually, not too much different. Um, they added the bowmen, mm-hmm. but the uh, you know they already had the retributors in the box, mm-hmm. and what came out was the paladin kit, which had retributors and two other versions of them, just with diff- basically different weapons. Um, everything else we already had except for characters. You right. had, they added the bowmen. Uh, they added the character. Now you could buy the fl- the the flying guys. You could buy uh, so they could have the javelins instead of the hammers. Um, and like I said, it, then it was just a bunch of characters. It's actually a pretty thin list. In fact, on that uh, on the PDF for the uh, pool choice list, the entire uh, Stormcast Eternal list, including the uh, all the um, uh, the battle, not the battle scroll, the um, what do you call them? not the war scrolls, but the uh, formations, the battle. Oh yes. The the battle the, the 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 list of all the different formations they have is almost as long as the list of different unit types. I mean, it's <laughs> it's less than a page, and at least a third of it is those formations. It's a mm-hmm. very short list of models, um, but it's some pretty cool stuff. It is, and uh, you know, like I said then you got this. Um, so we got this, and we all kind of said, "Hey, what the hell?" And then within a month, you're getting like I said, a bunch of new releases, more stuff for Stormcast Eternals. Yep. More cool stuff for the uh, for the um, corn bloodbound. You get this exalted going into August. Yeah, yeah, and the the exalted Deathbringer, which is, yep. that's a cool model. He is. Um, the Dark Bastion came out, which was some pretty expensive terrain, but it is some pretty darn beautiful terrain. It is. Agreed. I don't. I don't know anybody who bought. I don't know anybody who bought the. Um, I don't know anybody who bought the big full table piece, the $1,200 full set. I don't know but, anybody who bought a single piece, actually. Uh, I think Relian bought a piece. Oh, did he? Okay. I'm tempted to buy a piece. Like, I would like just one of the towers because they're really cool. They are. I've been tempted. It's, it, again, like you said, it's just the price tag on them is, you know, it's like, I, yeah. what do I want to buy this month? 
Right, exactly. And, you know, I actually thought I didn't, until they announced the dwarfs, I thought this might be the slow month where I picked a piece up since I've been doing so much terrain. But, it's mm-hmm. nope, not happening now. Yeah. Um, they did come out with a nice little battle tome, though, where it talked about the their, their fortresses and their dreadholds. Cool information in there. A couple yeah. cool scenarios to play with that, with yep. the setups and stuff. Yep. Um, lots of and scenarios. you can always create your own. Exactly, and you can always make your own, like you said. So, um, lots of scenarios coming out every month with these books too. So that was a nice one. Um, I guess when then we roll into September, and we wind up getting uh, battle tomes for Stormcast Eternals and for the Corn Bloodbound. Yep. Uh, and then we get uh, some cool character models for everybody. This is where the character models sort of round out for all the uh, Stormcast, including the Celestine Prime. Yes, which I like true. the Celestin Prime, although his weird, um, the the sort of, I don't know the the swirl underneath him that's supposed to be the, yeah, the energy flowing around. Yeah, like Nagash's swirl is all the spirits, so I get that. Yeah, this one I don't quite get because it's got all the stuff on it. It almost looks like one of the parts of the gears that's on the Hurricaneum. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> like it, like it looks like it's a solid thing. Like it's not, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's it's weird, uh-huh. but I do it like is. the model. Hey, it was under my tree when I got up on Christmas, and I'm not complaining. Ooh. It's a great model. Um, it's just that part is a little odd, but other than that, I like it. Um, but what I really like, once again, getting a little jealous, the um, the slaughter priest and the skull grinders. Yes, <laughs> those are some hot models. Yes, the slaughter priest is. <sighs> you have one at least. I take it at oh, least one. Oh yes, and he kind of fulfilled a dream for me. Okay. <laughs> so, as you know, I'm a very long time corn fanatic, right? And I've been having debates for thirty years with people going back into to fantasy and 40k of corn warriors and whether going into 40k 30k you know 30k you used to have the apothecarians 40k what happened to them of course we you know they killed them all right um but somebody has to harvest the gene seeds and in fantasy somebody has to be calling to corn to bring the demons to the world, right? Right. It, it, and it was it was always kind of just assumed it happened through blood and and combat. But having the slaughter priest, I, I hope one day we get to see something like the slaughter priest in a corn army in 40k as well, because I think it fits. And seeing this in fantasy really made me happy. It was cool. And I got to say, their book was phenomenal. Yeah. Their book was great. Um, an army which, and I know you've always loved corn, and to me, corn has always seemed like the sort of flat army, like, kill everything, blood for the blood god. Yeah, okay, I get it. Kill everything. Like, kill everything. People say that, but what you're missing is the martial honor and prowess. But you don't see that a lot. A lot of times you just see the ravening hordes. Yes. You know, you Agreed. see, because what you see is you see just the crazed, uh, you know, like the marauders. 
Yes. Yes. You know, you don't and you don't see I mean, you see the one guy, like even in a lot of the stories, there's these insane marauders who are just, you know, a dime a dozen killing and getting slaughtered, and then there's a corn warrior sort of leading them. And there's like so there's the one really cool guy, yep. but everybody else is just a slavering slathering maniac. Correct. And then you read this book and you're like, Okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, even in some of the the fiction where you just hear that, you know, the blood for the blood god just like pulsing in their veins or they don't even know where this where this is coming from. It's just in them. Um this whole you know, th- that you, you once you start killing for corn, you had best keep killing for corn or else. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. This was really, it made me really like that. And, and sort of, I, it gave me a new respect for that faction and, and the power that corn has. Just like he is the one that is ascendant the most often because... Even when they fight amongst each other, as the blood spills, he gets stronger. It's like, oh, this is really a cool book. I really, I liked it a lot. Like, me and Herner went way longer than we expected to, and we were cutting ourselves off at some point, because I'm like, dude, this is going on way too long. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a good book. Yeah, it was was a fantastic book. Um, So, I just, uh, I just thought it was, I, I thought it was brilliant. I really did. I did. I thought it was great. Um, and he was, he was, I mean, he's, he's, he's another one of those models that made me be like, ah, oh, damn, I traded away all of my corn stuff. Like I'm, and it's mm. like, I know I'm not going to play it anytime soon. Cause I mean, yep. even the Stormcast, I look at them and I'm like, oh, I got my dwarfs. I'm like, well, I could play those together. Yep. You know? So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll play those together. But that's, you know, that, so I got those and I've got my. My death army, my uh, and so I don't don't really you know I don't have time to start a whole nother one. So, of course, but God, they're good. That's it's made me really appreciate them much more than the the one dimensional army I thought them to be. I'm happy to hear that. So, yeah, I was so sad that you weren't <laughs> on the show because I was like, I know oh. we've talked about this so many times and I never got it. I was just like, where's Christian? I finally get it. I know. I was so. <laughs> just buried in work, and I was really bummed I couldn't be on the show. I, well, I hope you listened and enjoyed anything, it. Oh, I did. I listened to it. I enjoyed it, and I don't want to take anything away from Herner because he did a fantastic job, and I know he's passionate about it too. And and I hope one day to get to Akon and or over there and and meet him in person. I we, we've chatted on Twitter, and and I, I, of course he, he's an amazing hobbyist. So. Oh, no kidding, huh? Oh, did you see him tweeting that he's looking forward to this year? He's his his, yes. his the number of tournaments he's going to is not not too uh, not too much. So uh, he's hoping to really focus on his uh, painting and take it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, I saw that today, and I was like, or, or earlier. Did that, you see Relian's response? Yes, like take it to the next level, GTFO. Like get out of here. Yeah. What yeah. Is, is there another level? What are you going to do? Animate them? Make them move on the table on their I own? Mean- Right. These are animatronic now. They actually move on their own. They respond when I talk to them. He's got built them like like those like those robots that that guy had in Blade Runner. The they're toys. I make them. They're my friends. You know. Like, He's going to be cutting himself and adding his blood into the paint to actually animate them. Yeah, great. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay, so let's move on because we're getting close to yep. commercial break time. October, uh, Scarbrand comes out. Another fantastic model. Okay, um, liked Scarbrand better than Bloodthirster 
Me too. Um, I thought it could have been maybe an upgrade kit, though, for the Bloodthirster instead of a much more expensive another Bloodthirster. Yes. Just my it, opinion. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. It, it, uh, it could have. Well, it's kind of a mix, right? I mean, it kind of looks a little bit like a Demon Prince, a little bit like a Bloodthirster. It's somewhere in between. Well, I got to uh, say, it's, it, 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 is, it, is an, it is an improvement on the Bloodthirster. Oh, but, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. It could have been it's just, just it's, part it's, of the kit. It seemed uh, it seemed like a like a rather large price hike though for it was for for what it, for another <laughs> bloodthirster. So I was just like, yes. man, I gotta I gotta I gotta step back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the rules in 40k suck. Oh, do they? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. In, in AOS, he's amazing, but in 40k, you're like, I'll just use him as a bloodthirster. Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. He's not worth taking. Okay, so let, we move into November, and November had two cool things. One of them being the um, uh, the uh, betrayal of Kalth. Oh yes, uh, that's a beautiful kit. It is, and uh, you know the, the saddest thing is, um, I I have it, and uh, GW actually sent it uh, to me. Nice to, to review, and I've, I've, uh, I've, I've got the models, and I've got the rules, and I've kind of looked at it, and I've been putting stuff, little bits and things together because I, I do want to review it eventually on After Eleanor. Although Greg already reviewed it on um, Imperial mm-hmm. Truth, and After Eleanor is more of a book review thing, so we'll talk about it. Um, the game seems fun; like it's a fun game. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's weird because it's 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 a buck and a quarter for for this game um 125 is not outrageous for one of these coffin box games that you know final that fantasy flight puts out yep um it is not a a fantasy flight game no um it's the models (laughs) now i'll say this the models are worth at least 125 dollars the game itself a lot more than that uh, uh, yes i will agree yeah okay see what i'm saying i mean an amazing Mm -hmm. deal for the models Yes. And the game is fun. Um, I just I, I I I wish I wish there was a way to know what percentage of games sold have actually been made and played as the game. Yeah, and I'm really guessing it's got to be less than ten percent. I I honestly would guess possibly less than five percent. I wouldn't agree with you, or wouldn't disagree. Excuse me, with you. Yeah. Um, I know that nobody here, nobody I know around here plays 30K like nobody locally. Um, but uh, you know, I actually considered putting it together just for the board game because you got to put the models together anyway. Of course. And I'll just put them together, but I you know I'm never going to have time to paint them. So, like, honestly, the only difference is do I want to paint them for a 30K game, like for a certain Legion? Or paint them up for this game, and when am I going to have time for that? So who cares, right? Um, so it's like, do I want to build it to play the game? And I just, I'm almost afraid to because I, I'm afraid that if listeners found out I built that actually to play the game, that someone might just come over to my house and kick me in the ding ding. Um, <laughs> y- you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like what are you thinking about? So, yep. um, but God bless America. Even if you did build it to play it for this game, these are just gorgeous. They are just gorgeous, but 
That's neither here nor there. A couple of things. I wish they would have given them 30K backpacks and weapons. Do they not have 30K? I don't know enough. I that's. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I read the, the fluff, the, but I don't know that stuff. So Yeah, I, I know. I'm geeking out a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, I actually did not purchase it because I had already purchased everything that's in it from Forge World. So... Well, you can double down, man. I, I could. A bigger force is never a bad thing. No, no. Hey, I, for I, the well, emperor, it, I could buy that and start a Night Lord's army now and see, to go along with my World Eaters army. There you uh, see. There you go. You know, I could. Uh, I could. I could always it, build that. Well, I. You know, in the old fluff, Night Lords were corn devoted. There you see. There you go. So, yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> also, the Seraphon book came yes. out and uh and 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 made me cry yeah uh, so yeah. much potential i really god i wanted to like this book god you know for anybody who says that you are a gw fanboy and you have nothing you're just you know licking their their boots and and have nothing bad to say go listen to that episode because you don't pull your punches there it, it, well, it, I, Rotor did. <laughs> I think I at least he think he, I feel like he, yeah, he was like he, he was a good boy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I think he did. You know what? Here's the thing. It's like uh, maybe he didn't pull his punches. I don't know. I don't want to put words in his mouth. The thing is, you know, I I I want it to be good. Like I want every release they put out, especially these books that I'm paying fifty bucks a pop for. Yep. Make them good. Make them worth my reading. Yes, and so far, just about everything that they've put out, I've enjoyed. And then they put this out—the one book from the old, the you know, this old army. Yeah. Because uh, I'm looking at this, this Fire Dwarden. This is not old army stuff. This is the new stuff. It is. It looks like the old dwarf stuff is this. The, the you know, the next phase of Dwarden might be the stuff linking to some of the old Dwarden stuff. This stuff seems kind of new to me. It this maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't know. I haven't read the book yet. They haven't come out with it yet. But this was a legit link to the past, and they laid out all these new concepts and ideas, and they just did it so. You know, it's so vague. It's like yeah, I tell my students this all the time in my in my in my my lit classes when they're writing stuff for me. I'm writing the words details at the bottom of everything. You're not explaining enough details, details, explain this, explain yourself. And I'm, I'm reading this, taking notes, finding I'm writing the exact same thing. This is like mm -hmm. written by, I, I felt like it was written by someone in high school. Yeah. Like I got to go back and be like, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? And it's not like other parts where, okay, you left some stuff out so that you can fill it in later. It's like, no, wait, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and it contradicts itself too. Exactly. So, I mean, I wanted to love it. I really did. I wanted yeah. to love it. And and unfortunately, I have three, four Seraphon Lizardmen players in, in my local group. And I think that was the nail in the coffin for them. But here's the thing. <laughs> the, the, the army is still a viable army. And the, and, the, it, and the War Scrolls are good. Yeah. So, I mean, at least, you know, if you got three or four players, they, you know... God, you know, I I would hope they would still play. It's just, yeah, they well, they weren't happy with the AOS release. They uh, they were 
already kind of bitter and they were like, well, I'll wait and see what comes out from my army. Oh, and boy. That was the nail in the coffin. That book came out and they were like, this is this isn't what I was hoping for at all. So I think they're done <laughs> for at least for now. Well, see, that's that makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, and then we move to December before our next break, and that's Archeon comes out, Ever Chosen. I, you know, it's so funny. I I, uh, I love this model. I really do. If I had, this is one of those models that I would actually spend the money on it just to paint it. I'm not, and the reason I'm not is because I have such a backlog that that's a stupid thing for me to say. Buying a model just to paint it when I have models to play with. The, uh, but then again, if I had the, what is it? What's it about? Five hundred. You get mm-hmm. him, the gaunt sorcerer, mm-hmm. the I mean, the gaunt summoner, him, and the nine riders. Right. That's Burn an army, her. dude. Yep. Those guys can take on stuff. Yeah. Alone, I don't know if that would be twenty pool choices because I don't know where the pool choices are going to go for this. But that's. 500 bucks for something that can take on stuff. I mean, really yeah. take on stuff. Yeah, seriously. Um, and it's just flipping gorgeous. I, I'm, I'm not certain I get the people, I'm not certain I get the hate on this model that I'm hearing from certain people. Um, yeah, the yes, only, the price tag is huge, but the yeah, model's the only huge. Thing. Yeah. And honestly, it's not much more than other game systems, super huge models that cost as much as half an army. Nope. And, you know. No, nope. it's a valid point. It, so I just, and like I said, 500 bucks for a whole army? Yeah. Ain't, ain't that bad in, 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 in full army GW land. So, nope. uh, you know, I'm not complaining. Um, it may be much in other game systems land. Yeah. But uh, it's also, I mean, just this model, I mean... Jeez, you know each of the heads really looks like what it's supposed to, what each god it represents. Archaon's up there, bold as brass. Um, yes. Dude, I I sat through the entire painting tutorial on YouTube. Oh, I'm glad you watched that. Ninety minutes, and I yeah. watched it. Those are excellent. Dude, I've been watching all. Of them. That's how I'm doing. Once I finally sit down and paint these uh, Stormcast. I'm just painting them by the tutorial. Yep. I'm just going to follow that because you know what? I like how they look. I'm doing the gold ones anyway. And hey, this guy, they look good. I'd like to know how you made them look that good. Yep. Um, The Varengard are hot. They're just really cool. The Gaunt Summoner's a little odd. It doesn't look Zinchi to me, like the face and the weird eyes, like... Zinch has always got that weird chicken man beaky look, not the right. weird teethy eyeball look. Like, it just doesn't, that, I'm not quite getting the feel. I mean, I know he's on the disc, but. Well, yeah. I'm just not quite getting the Zinchy feel from him. But, hey, he's a new piece Yeah, the, works. the head actually kind of looks corn-like. Yeah, with the, <laughs> yeah, with with those, the two big. the, the Yeah, the big horn fan things yeah right it just uh, it does it's, it's everything looks fine except the head and yeah so that's the weird thing but 
yeah, and then the book came out, and uh, the book's pretty cool. Although, um, I'm curious when you get the book, I'd like I'd like you to read it and tell me what you think because I know you're into the chaos stuff. Oh yeah, um, because um, it's it's a bit odd. Even the read, like I'm enjoying it, but a lot of the read is like you know. Now that Archeon, he did what he set out to do, destroy the old world. He's got mm-hmm. his own area, like in the Chaos Realms. They gave him a, a la- they gave him land. Like he's like a right. lord, you know. Yep. You know, I, 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 I guess he has ascended to demonhood, which is what they all reach for. Except he hasn't taken on big ugly demon form. He's kept his own form. Um, he's got all these followers. Like everyone who's become a Varengard has gone through his. He's like they've they've heard his call and gone through tests to follow him. And they can kill anything. And <coughs> excuse me, Archeon has led like all of these guys. Like anywhere these guys show up, everybody dies. Nobody can stand against them. And Archeon has led all of this stuff that's been going on has been led by Archeon. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's been. Le- what, what the, where the heck has he been? Like I haven't heard anything about him yet. So like, yeah, I, maybe I'm misunderstanding what I'm reading. But I know he's been there a little bit because they said, you know. I know Sigmar, when we lost Galmarez, Archeon and him were fighting, but been there through everything doesn't, I mean. Yeah, he's I mean, never he, been mentioned well, in all the previous books. I mean, he can't be everywhere either. So maybe we're reading stuff with little lords on little places where Archeon isn't going to be everywhere. But it just yeah. seemed weird when I was reading the book. But that's neither here nor there. Did um, you get the Call of Archeon uh, novel as well? Yes. And okay. haven't gotten to it yet. For obvious reasons, as we covered right. in the toolbox, but that's the year in GW. Dude, talk about a lot coming out. Seriously, five or six Black Library books have come out. Um, like you know, uh, yeah, four. Yeah, I think it's five. More so than far. that. More than that, because there was the the End Times books as well as the Age of Sigmar books. Oh, that's right. Okay, so five. I think five for Age of Sigmar, five or six for Age of Sigmar, and then the the ones, the two for the. End times. Well, there was Archeon got two books for end times. Archeon, yeah, got two books for novels for end times, and then and then there was the Rise of the Horned Rat novel as well. Oh, and don't forget there were two uh, Gotrek and Felix. Yes, that's right. Although I don't know if those came out at the end of 2014 or in the beginning of 2015, but those also came out. Gotrek, Gotrek got his two book finale story as well. Uh, Yeah, so tons of that stuff came out this year. Um, but I mean, even if you're not counting the end time stuff, cause after that from July through <laughs> yeah. December, just in those six months, we've gotten a novel for every release except the Seraphon. Yeah. Um, so we've gotten, and then we've gotten how many battle tomes we've gotten the Stormcast, we've gotten the corn, we've got Seraphon and ever chosen. We've gotten ever chosen. That's four of those. Uh, oh, and the Chaos Dreadhold got its yep. own battle oh, right. tome. Um, then we got what two main, two main books, two main books. I mean, that's a ton, and there's more coming out. I mean, there's a campaign, another campaign book out, coming out in the next couple of months, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, yeah. it's kind of exciting. I mean. Everyone's going. What's going on with this world? What's going on with this world? They are they are filling it up as fast as they can. Yep. And if, I mean, if you really want to know the fluff, if you're sitting here saying, you know, they destroyed thirty years of my story, what's this place? 
you've got five novels plus all the fluff in seven, you know, source books so far in six months. So, yep, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Oh, and the, there's another one coming out uh, next week because uh, that's also announced with this uh, White Dwarf with the Fire Slayers book. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bridge of Seven Sorrows is the next book for um, the... Uh, Jordan? No, it's not, uh, but it's the oh. next uh, in the Realmgate Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Um It's only oh this new releases Black Library. Oh, it's an audio drama. Oh, nice. Okay, I thought this was a book. I my mistake. Audio drama, the fourth installment in the epic series about Tarsus Bullhart's quest to reach Nagash. Mm-hmm. Guided by Manfred von Karstein, the Bullharts at last battle their way through to Nagash's lair. Oh, so there you go. So that's mm. eighteen bucks, and it's a C. It's a CD-ROM. Or no, a seat, not a CD, a CD, or an MP3 download from Black Library. You can subscribe to the entire series, and ensuring you get each installment as it's released, and save a few gold coins to boot. Mm. So that's what that is. Bridge of Seven Sorrows. Yeah, it's a, it's a, another story. So yeah, there you go. So more stories coming out. There's four of those already. Audio dramas at 75 minutes a pop. So that's three hours of. No, more than that. That's five hours yeah. of five hours of audio drama as well so alright we're totally late for break God bless America we're hitting an hour and 46 minutes only hitting break 3 alright we'll be back Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there. As well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. Okay, we're back. All right, so um, every year we always do this. We do a top three and a bottom three, and in past years, you know, we've uh, we did we actually. I think Chris and I started with top fives, and then was like, "Well, we should only do three. Nah. Um, and we're gonna start with our bottom three because we want to end a. We want to end on a positive note because we don't want to be jerks. Um, and like I said, we're gonna also sort of you know what would we do to try to positive it up a bit um now did well, you have trouble picking three note. 
Yeah, end on a good note as well. Did you have any? Did you have trouble picking only three on any of these things? Both, actually. Did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to honorably mention? You are feel free to do yeah, so. Well, Scarbrand. Scarbrand would be an honorable mention for me. On your bottoms? No, no, sorry. Oh, okay. Not I, on we're, my bottoms. We're starting with our... With my, our... No, I, I don't have an honorable mention on my bottoms, actually. Okay. I, I didn't really either. I think I found three. I've, I've, I've been relatively pleased with what's come out this year. I mean, I think everybody knows I like Age of Sigmar, um, and I like what's going on. Um, and so as far as the three negatives, I, I had three things I really didn't care for, and they were mm-hmm. three pretty solid and pretty obvious to me. Um, and so I didn't – I think I have an honorable mention in my top three. Yeah. I have one or two, actually, but uh, yeah, bottom I go through. Why don't you give me your number three? My number three was the Wrathmongers. Did they come out this year? Yes, they did. Yeah, we covered it earlier. They came out in Oh, uh, that's right. March. They came out with Archaeon. Yeah. I guess I should throw them on as honorable mention because I did mention how much I hate them. I hated them so much I forgot they came out. <laughs> <coughs> oh, they were terrible. Yeah, I think we, yeah, they were, yeah. They, I got to agree with you. They were terrible. Yeah, they, they, they were the worst. I, I, and... You know, this is coming from a a corn devoted follower, but yeah, they're crappy models. Yeah, um, my number three, and I you may disagree with me. You may disagree with me, but um, I'm giving my number three to it's the uh, it's this. I gave it to a model as well. Mm-hmm. I I had to give it to the Bloodthirster. I don't disagree with you. I hated that model. So many people like it. I. Don't. I was listening to Ohio Hammer and Andy Sherman's like, I bought four of them. They were amazing. And I'm like, wait, look at this model. Like, it, it, it doesn't, it's okay. Remember, I was talking earlier about how GW tries to put motion into their models. Mm -hmm. Here's where you, here's where you failed. Uh, In fact, if you picked up the review, White Dwarf year end review, it's uh, White Dwarf number 26. No, I I mean, issue 100. 100, Number 100. It's right on page nine. Like, it kind of looks like it's jumping, except it both knees are bent at a weird angle. There's no sort of extension of the body. Mm-hmm. Like, so if it was, if it had jumped in the air, it's got no extension. Um, both of its arms are sort of at its side and slightly bent. So all of the motion and movement in the chain hammer thing. Yeah. Like, there's no motion in the arm to indicate that flailing motion in the hammer um and even the face like it doesn't look like he like i expect this thing to be howling or screaming or something and he looks like he's yawning (laughs) he really does like it's not it's like the mouth's open but it's not like open open and like the eyes look like it's like the brows furrowed a little bit but it's not like really contorted and angry like there's no it's just not there. It's just not. This model is just bad. It is. It, it, I hate to say it, and I know a lot of people like it, but I, I, I've been playing corn for thirty years, and I don't like the model. Yes, it's better than the old metal model. Oh yeah. Um, but it is, in my opinion, could have been a lot better. Like, its legs look almost together. It's like this weird hopping motion. 
the armor's on the the wings are really big you know yeah. like it, it's just I'll give you that <laughs> but it's like seriously like it it's just got this weird pose the arms are both kind of out with both weapons above its head like yay i have weapons like it doesn't just look at it it it's yeah. not jumping at you it's not pouncing towards you there is no movement in this body look at where the arms are look mm-hmm. at where everything is positioned and think about yourself if you were jumping up where would your where would all your body parts be if you were swinging one of these think about like where the actual where the the angle of the wrist or the arm or the hand this is he's like posing it's like he's sort of standing there it literally looks like he hopped Yes. Like he yeah, bent at both knees and just hopped straight up. Like, yay, with two arms out in the air. Yep. Oh, what a feeling. You know, that it's like, ooh. So that was my number three. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Nope. Nope. I, I, I'm sorry to agree with you. <laughs> and I know a lot of people. I have heard amazing reviews from a lot of podcasts and a lot of people that love this model. It just doesn't. I I didn't pick one up. I was planning to pick one up, and then I saw this, and I didn't pick one up. When I first saw it, like that first glimpse, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because what I saw were these giant wings and this mm -hmm. really cool axe. There are cool elements all over this model. Yes. None of which add up. Nope. And that's the problem. Once you get a closer look at it, you're like, oh, no. And it's not just... GW photography. I have seen this in person and it still doesn't do it for me. No, not a bit. Can't sorry, can't help it. Nope. All right, what's your number two? So my number two is something that I know you don't always touch on. And <laughs> <laughs> I know what this but is gonna be. It's the prices. It's it's the price increase. The, the and it's it, I I totally understand where you're coming from and where people are coming. You know, if you don't like the price, don't buy it. Or you just don't have to buy everything that comes out. But I've been playing this game for 30 years. And I've I've I started out buying everything every month that GW came out with. I'd buy it, I'd put it together, I'd paint it. I slowed down as my painting got better over the years and I started picking and choosing a little bit. Right. But it's it's still a transition for me to to not be able to pick everything up every month and to have a code an army book cost me 50 bucks. I love fluff. I I I want to pick it up. I want to read it. It's $50. So that's you know that's I don't have a lot of, you know, I, I know, I, I know people who have two, $300, they blow on hobby a month. I don't have that kind of free cash. So it, it really cuts into what I can get. And when you're looking at, you know, Archeon and, and models that are costing, you know, $165 for one model, and it's a gorgeous model. I have, I, I have nothing bad to say about the quality of the models. They're gorgeous and and quite worth the money it's just it's hard for me to fork out that kind of money for the models and i and i miss the days where i could buy a box of 10 models for for even 40 dollars. now a box of 10 models cost me 60 or more yeah and 
when you look at games like Wrath of Kings, where $85 buys me a starter, True. it's it's oh, it just it, it makes me miss the old days. Yeah, and I'm not going to sit and, and defend it and say, well, look at the quality comparisons. There's all sorts of things you can say. I mean, their models okay. are expensive. I'm not, you know, they are. They're expensive. Um. You know, I remember buying the books 10 years ago, and they were soft cover and 90% black and white. Now they're hardcover, full color. Yeah. They've also doubled in price. Has inflation increased that much in the last 10 years? I don't think so. Uh, now, I mean, granted, they have gone to to, to hardcover, and you're yeah. going to pay more for hardcover than you are for a trade paperback of anything. Um, you know, you're going to pay more for this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and their sculpts have gotten, I mean... You know, even in the last ten years, the sculpts have gotten amazing. Amazing, yes, um, agreed. And you and you're getting what you pay for. But yeah, I mean, like yeah. I said, I, there are times I'm going to complain about prices of certain things. But it's one of those things where, yeah, we all know GW stuff is expensive. It, yeah, it just is. And yep. that's it's not it's not one of these things where I mean, hey, people are going to complain, and it, you have a completely valid point. You know, there are people who I know people who have been priced out of the hobby. Me too. Um, I am glad that I have not been, but it, I agree with you too. I used to buy to... tons of army stuff I never even got to play with because I just loved the models and wanted to build them and yep. dream about someday painting them. And yep. that is, I can't do that either anymore. No. Yeah. I would love to have an Archeon. And dude, me I mean, too. my friendly local game store, you know, they they have the, the little club, you know, where, you know, you come in and you make purchases and you get punches and then you get discounts. I, you know, th- lots of places. I mean, you listen to other yep. podcasts, you know, Facehammer, Element Games, uh, you know, this much percent off on this. You can find discounts from different stores. You know, Chaos Orc Superstore is always offering discounts on things. Different yep. stores offer discounts. You, you know, you can find it and not pay 165 for it. It's still expensive. Uh, you it know, is. It's gorgeous, it but it's yep. expensive. And, it, you know, that's and that yeah i pick and choose and that's what i have to do and it's a shame and i i see where you're coming from and you've been playing this long yeah i remember being able i mean dude i owned between harrison and i we owned like 11 or 12 armies and now we have like five yes and i probably and i probably should have cut that down to three or four but you Mm -hmm. know you know (laughs) me too so and 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 again and this has been brought up many times and I think it's a very valid argument is what does that do for the new gamer coming into the game? It's, it's a big hurdle when they, when, when a child, right? Cause I started this game as a teenager. Many people did. You walk into that game store, you have, you know, your allowance or birthday money, or you're bringing your parents in and, they're like, okay, you know, pick out a game. What game do you want to get? And you say, oh, I want to start this game. And you, your parents look at that price tag and they're like, I'm not buying that for you. Yeah. You, you can, I don't even you, know how kids that young do get into it anymore. Like, I don't, either. I don't see a kid just coming in with their parents out of the blue and saying, hey, I want to play this. I can, I, I never see that anymore. And I, we used to. Yeah. You used to. And I don't see that. I mean, I'm not saying I don't see it happening personally. I just don't know how that even. Like yeah, like who just wanders into a games workshop anymore and just starts on a hobby with this kind of a price tag? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is you know you have some friends who play and you get introduced and then you you know people wise you up and say, listen, buy a box set and split it with a friend. Yeah, that type of thing. That's what winds up happening. The the one nice thing is with the new rules, you can you know 
even but even then uh uh you know a character and a and a box is going to cost you a, you know 100 bones yep you know might as well buy the box set it's 125 and you can play with your friends agreed and if they like it then they get one and then you share it, you, you split it share it and you got a bigger force so yeah it's not a it's it's not a game that you're going to get little it does say 12 and up and you know yeah how many 12 year olds have that kind of cash oh no that's where yeah this is something yeah, this, I want this for Christmas. Okay, there you go. That's mm-hmm. it, I guess. So yeah, I can see where it could be a bar barrier, but once again, I, honestly, that's I I don't know how that works. I'm also and I hate to say this, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not concerned. You're not in that boat because yep. I'm not it just I don't yeah I don't have to worry about it. Harrison's into it. Morgan is into interested in the painting, not so much the playing. Although Friday, I think she's going to watch when we play because. Basically, you know, I said that's what I'm doing, and she's just insisting on doing something with us. So who knows? Maybe she'll get into it. But I've already got the stuff. So if they want to play, they'll play. So you know, I think I think that's where at the point where it is now. It's going through people who already play and helping out those people. But yeah. All right, let's move it along. Um, My number two, two. the Seraphon book. Yeah, I had to give it to the Seraphon book. I just it drove me nuts. It it. It, it could have been good, and that's the that's the worst part about it is it wasn't utter tripe. If it was just awful, I mean, if it was just awful, that would have I guess would have been even worse. Mm-hmm. But it was frustrating that there was so much cool bits in it that nobody went back and said, "Listen, this has got to get cleaned up to make sense." And that that's what pisses me off is that it it feels like it was rushed out. Yep. So, and we've already talked about that ad nauseum. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Go back an episode and find out. Yep. But, so that was my number two. So what's your number one? My number one was that release. The the Seraphon release. Oh, that was your number one. Yeah, that was that just to me was a big, big miss in this series. I mean, AOS has been a, a solid release after release after release. And that one totally fell flat. That was a clunker, a really bad yeah. clunker. Yeah. So, well, we were we were we were, we were similar on a bunch of these. Um, yeah. Okay, my next one is gonna. This is actually we're gonna talk about this for a bit. I actually have notes for this to make sure I stick with it because we talked. <laughs> I, I I let you in on this before we talked. Yes. Okay, my number one. Where it was, you know, we didn't talk about what we would do to fix these things up. Before we do that, let's do that really quick because that we, uh, we were gonna we were gonna be positive about this. Let's just oh, yes. really quick do that. Okay. Um, I don't know what you would do, Bloodthirster. Honestly, let me let me say, Bloodthirster, just repose him. Yeah. Repose him and t- touch up his armor a little bit, make his face a little better. Honestly, that model could be awesome. Could with be. a little repositioning, make yep. him look like he's jumping at you. Make him look like he's actually attacking and not hopping up and down. Like seriously, stop playing hopscotch and attack. Yes, and that model could be awesome. Agreed. Um, what would you do with your uh, with those wrathmongers? Yeah. Oh man, I would. I would completely change the armor and the poses. The the arm, you know, like you said, having your bare chests and your heavily armored legs, the poses are completely static. Um, yeah. They're all just standing I, I, with their arms above their heads. Yeah, yeah, just screaming. Yeah, it's it's a weird, it's a weird model. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. 
Um, but the, the money thing we're never going to be able to fix. No. Yeah. Seraphon book. What would you yeah. do? Oh, I would give it to a completely different author to write. <laughs> I would scrap it and start over. They, I mean, or or at least get a better editor to go through and really look at what they wrote and make it make sense. There are just so many misses in that book that contradictions, stories that don't make sense. And and you have a bridge from the old world to the new world and you're not explaining anything. No, you're not. This is your chance. Yeah. To to make those of us who are coming along with you for this ride to to feel like we've actually been brought to this new world and understand how we got here. Exactly. I would put the author after he wrote this, I would put him in a Q&A with Rotor. Yes. I'm being dead serious. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. There's a guy who knows how to ask insightful questions. He does. Let Rotor finish reading the book. Let him ask the questions. And then once the guy has the answers, then make the guy go back and put those because he knows what questions to ask. He does. Then have that guy put those answers in the book. Or if the answers need to be hidden for future release or something like that, at least explain these are answers you can't have right now. But the stuff that we can have, that at least make it make sense and get rid of the contradictions, I think that would be good. Plus, give them one or two new models. It doesn't have to be something crazy. Agreed. You know? But, you know, and I real it's just just something. Something simple. Just something so that they're like, oh, look, I've got a new something. It doesn't have to go wonky. It didn't have to be a new giant monster or something like that. No, no, because they got plenty of those. Just something to make them feel like they're loved. Exactly. Something new. Hey, this is something new that, that's come about since in the millions of years they've been traveling. Mm-hmm. Here's this cool new thing that they've done. Um. You know, or this thing that they've dreamed up. That, that That's part of it. It's now that they're just summoning up creatures or summoning up all the things that they remember from before. Well, here's a thing that was there before that you just didn't see because it wasn't a major part of it. I mean, it could have been there on Lustria that we just didn't know about. Mm-hmm. They can still be remembering something else. So, uh, yeah. A couple of models and just explain yourself. That would yeah. go... That would. That would that would work wonders for that book. Agreed. Because I think if that book, and this is the, the important, if that book was spot on, you'd see that would have gone a long way in the goodwill and the better feelings of the players who were on the fence and waiting to see what happened with Legacy Armies. Exactly that, what was, I said, yep. Yeah, that was a huge moment that needed to go the right way and it's yeah and it didn't the one race that literally avoided the entire apocalypse mm-hmm. literally got up and said we're out now see ya yeah there of of every race here love you know whatever your race is your favorite this is the one they really weren't supposed to screw up yeah so that's why it pissed me off it would have been my number one except because here's my number one and, Lay it um, on me. It was the entire way that the rollout and marketing of AOS went this year. 
that's my number one the problem. The way that they rolled this game out was a hot, hot mess. Yeah. That Not that's my game. number zero. I didn't want to take away your thunder. That's <laughs> that that's that to me is yeah. That's, that's, your, that's your number zero? Yeah. Like beyond <laughs> the list. Yeah. Beyond the list. <laughs> and it, it, it's it's not that the game is bad. I think the game's good. No. Is the game great in the form GW handed it to us? Not great. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Not. Yeah, they could have done a little bit more. Um, and and I'm not sitting here saying I need a an 80 page rule book with all the nope. point systems stuff, all the things that people complained about. I'm not saying I need all that. I'm nope. saying the way you handled this and the way you rolled it out was a hot mess. Waiting yeah. four months without one word was insane. First of all, geez, all of our sales are dropping everywhere. I mean, that's all I heard was sales were dropping. I mean, I had people. I had people who listen to the show who run game stores contacting me asking if I knew anything about what was going on. Wow. Because they're like, our reps aren't talking to us. Maybe you're hearing something, but we are having no sales. Are you still going to be doing this? Do you know what's happening? I mean, when people are asking me for information, you know, I'm like, yeah. really? Cause dude. Yeah. Seriously. I, I'm usually coming to you guys for information. Yeah. Um, and if you're going to destroy now here's and here. Okay. I'm just going to list some of the mistakes, okay? And um, this is going to take me a little while, but this is why this... And this, even way more than the Seraphon book, needed to be done right. This needed to be handled with kid gloves. You were making a huge change to a 30-year-old game system. This is not... A, a, this is not a seventh to eighth change. This is not a fifth to sixth change. This is a ridiculously huge, complete shift in the game's paradigm that you're doing here. <coughs> you're destroying the entire setting, okay? But you're keeping all the characters and races, mm-hmm. all the big-name characters. Now, yes, in the Seraphon, you dropped a lot of them, but they kept Croak. Yeah, you know <laughs> who died? Who died, nah, dude? He look at the picture. He's like floating through space on his thing, just like living it up. But you've got Sigmar, and you've got Tyrion and Teclis, and you've got Malekith or Malarian or whatever he's calling himself now, and Marathi's still there, and uh, Nagash is still there, and they all remember the old world. Yep. Okay. There is a link to the old world. You're not killing that game. And making a whole new, different game that has nothing to do with the old game when you link the two stories together. Is the game system different? Yes, but every system winds up being different. If you're keeping the characters and races, it's not. that's not all new. That's advancing the story. Yep. You're advancing the story and you're changing around all the game mechanics. That's still 9th edition. Yep. This is Warhammer 9th edition. Subtitle, Age of Sigmar. First of all, first thing, and that's, okay, and I guess this is a combination of what they did wrong and A, how they should have fixed it. Because you tell your existing base of players that your game's no longer here. Your game's gone. Here's this whole new game that we made for you. You are causing strife and anger and more strife and anger and exodus than is necessary. Every edition causes strife and anger and exodus. This is the one thing I've learned 
since I started wargaming about 10 years ago or 11 years ago is every edition of any game that has a huge following causes strife and anger and exodus. Mm-hmm. You are unnecessarily causing more by telling this group of loyal followers, your game is no longer exists. What about these thousands of hours I spent and thousands of dollars I spent? Yeah, well, here's a new game, and you can still use those models for this game. Well, no, 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 I want my old game. You, despite all the changes, just acknowledging that it's we've advanced the story and there's a change in the way it plays, calling it ninth edition honestly mitigates a little bit of that, which sounds Agreed. stupid because it's literally two words. But there are people who are walking away from this and saying, you know what, give it a year or two. They'll go back to ninth, and they'll make a ninth edition. They'll go back to fantasy. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, I don't see that happening right now, and no. you don't need to. Some editions are more competition-oriented. Some are more mm-hmm. hobby-oriented. I remember fifth edition, they said Hero Hammer was more yep. hobby and more wonky, you know, and less real, you know, straightforward competition. You know, six was a little more uh, competition oriented. Seventh, you know, everything guessed all those. I mean, you know, from what I understand, everyone says seventh was the most competition oriented of the of the. Agreed. You know, and then eighth became more hobby, and as they said, we're a hobby game. Hobby. Now this has gone full on hobby. Yes. You know, that doesn't mean it isn't ninth edition. You no. Know? <laughs> you know. No. No. <laughs> um, and here's here's the thing, by just saying. It's a completely new game. You know, what, here, I guess this is what it is. Why does that cause a bigger exodus? Because the people who are on the fence with GW, the, the people who have the rocky relationships, the people who sit around saying, well, you know, 8th edition's a terrible game, especially out of the box, but I play because my friends play. You know, those people... The people who buy the models and then go online and just complain constantly, you know the guys I'm talking about. These are the people yeah. who, not granted, I, I don't miss some of those people. No, I agree with you. <laughs> but my point is there were people who were on the fence who were really nice guys who just, you know, they got this sort of Stockholm Syndrome feeling, some of them, about Games Workshop. Yeah. Um, and But they kept playing because they loved the game and they loved the story and they loved their models. And even though they didn't, necessarily care for this that or the other in the edition or something going on in it it was still warhammer and there's you know every couple years it changes and you know it's constantly Mm -hmm. changing you never know where it's going to be um the fence sitters left there's always some people who are going to leave i don't like the change i liked it this way i'm gone but now you had the fence sitters leaving too and you get that happening and this is the part that gets really weird. Uh, the, personally, this is how it looks to me is, you know, we're, we're part of this, you know, competitive scene. We, you and I, um, mm-hmm. and I guess I don't go to a ton of tournaments, but I am I'm, yeah, the podcast. I mean, I'm part of this community. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this community has grown. It was pretty big. And you have a huge chunk of this community leaves. And it seems like AOS is dead in the water or dying. Yeah. Because nobody we personally know is playing right now. Yep. Okay. I mean, you hear it all the time on the podcast and especially, and you hear about it with that, with that, you know, oh yes, I am so sad that we moved over to this other system. I'm so sad that now nobody is playing that other game. So we had to find a new system like that, you know, 
Mm-hmm. They, they try to say no hate, but you can hear in their voice that they're like, ha-ha, no one's playing this game. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, and, no, but, but it's true. Like I said, it's NW2 has become NW me. You know, yeah. I'm like, yep. I'm playing. And that's it. I'm the only one who really stuck with it and loved it. And that's fine. Everyone go play what the hell you want. That's cool. But it really makes it seem like the game is dead. Now, the fact is, sales are happening. People who own, not, not every game store. I know UGG has not been moving. I mean, outside of me and a few other players, not a lot of stuff's moving for for Warhammer, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you hear places like Firestorm Games or Element, especially Element Games, you know, from Facehammer, they're always showing pictures. Got all this new inventory, and it's moving like crazy. Certain places it's moving. Uh, you know sales are happening. You know, GW released their financials. The game, it, there are games that are selling. And here's the thing. I know new players are playing because I'm getting emails. Yeah. And I'm getting messages from people saying, hey, I listened to After Olinor, and we played a lot of 40K, and we're starting to get into Age of Sigmar. It's pretty fun. Or I get a guy who says... Hey, I get a you know tweet. You know people are tweeting at me or or sending me little direct messages on either Facebook or on the you know on the on the on Twitter or wherever saying, "Hey, just found your show. Just got into Age of Sigmar. We're starting a new group here. We're liking it. It's it, it's what's kept me doing this. That's it great. really is because despite all the 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 rough start with Age of Sigmar and despite the the rough time I was having after Chris left and Age of Sigmar came and things were kind of rough on the show, yeah, that's the thing that's really kept me going and kept me enjoying this is knowing there's all these new people out there. I don't know who they are, okay? I don't think anybody knows who they are. They are not yet a part of what we know as the Warhammer community. They are new to the game, and there aren't all these tournaments out there yet for them to come to. But Adepticon right. is close to selling out the 90 tickets it has for the Age of Sigmar, uh, the two-day tournament. Uh, Holy Wars has got its, what, 36 men is sold out. Yeah. Um, you know, the people who are running these AOS tournaments are selling tickets. People are coming. It's just there's a new community growing. It is building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think is cool. I know this is growing. It just... I, I, my my Warhammer bipolarness is is really going wonky lately because I keep hearing on podcasts and in the community that this game is dying, and I think it's depressing the people who want to keep playing, yes, but don't know where to find a game. They're like oh, everybody's quitting. I you know I should just quit too. Guys, don't quit. Yeah, there are yeah. people out there. My forums will be back up soon. And guys, new listeners, please come and sign up on the forums. Tell people where you're from. We'll have a place on there for people to say, hey, I'm from here, you know, finding local gaming groups because this game is worth playing and we will find people. But that's but and this is I mean, and whose fault is it? It's because everybody ran because nobody knows what's going on. You know, everybody knew this, that a new edition with change is going to take is going to take a hit. Yeah, of course. Always does. This game had a huge change. You had to know it was going to take a punch in the nuts. And the way they released this, it took a flying scissor kick in the nuts. Yeah. You Unfortunately, know? they they just, 
They, they could have kept so many more people if they wouldn't have given us four months of of nothing and brought it about with, you know, and the keeping us page, informed. And here's the thing. The four-page rule set, Yeah, I don't care that it's four pages. Honestly, here's the thing, though. Everyone who's played this, look, if, if I've got all the books. Every single scenario they list tells you not to play it like the four-page rules mm-hmm. because the scenario has its own rules. Everybody who's played has said you need some scenarios, whether it's your own little scenarios you make up, capturing the objectives, doing this, that, the other. The scenarios and lots of extra terrain make this game fun, right? Yep. Except the four-page rule set doesn't have any of that in it. It gives you the rules for just a, basically what is a straight-up battle line, which yeah. is kind of the least fun. The least, yes. And, I mean, you can do it. You can do it if you meet with a friend and you want to discuss it and do all that extra work beforehand. Uh, even if you do that, it's not as much fun. And the thing is, even if you do that, you still have to set up time limits. Yep. At least turn limits to see who won. Otherwise, you just play until someone gets wiped out. And that's, that's still not fun. No. You know? And nope. it's just like you gave us a four-page rule set. And we all looked at it and said, what's this? And there was nothing. Like, seriously, you couldn't give us something saying, here's your rule set. You really need to look at I mean, we all know that GW is not known for its massive communication with the community. But nope. when AOS rolled out, dude, they started sending us stuff. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about, oh, wait, I got free stuff. I'm talking about it came with a letter saying, hey, give it a shot. We hope you like it. You know, talk about it on your show. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. You know? Also, maybe, and I'm not asking you to tell me what's coming up. I get that. You can't tell me what's coming out next month. You can't tell me what's coming up. But sure. how about a, I mean, I don't know, just give us some information. You know? There's, there's got to be, you know, scenarios are coming and they're really going to spice this up. Or here's yes. this game. Really check the war scrolls because the, the, the four-page rule set is just to get you started. The real game is in the war scrolls. Put that, you know, put that at the top. You know, when you got the in the very beginning, here's your basic rules, but where are all the flavors? You could put that right in the beginning of that four-page rule set. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, I should go look at the War Scrolls then. I can see how this starts to flesh out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and Well, you know, and there was, uh, was it, you t- spoke to somebody <laughs> at an event, Gen right? Con. And they, yeah, Gen Con, that was it. And they said, well, what's the point of us writing more rules? You guys are just going to modify them anyway. Well, it wasn't that dismissive, but it was like. It was close. Well, you know, it was, well, what about the points and how should we do it? And basically that is, that's, that's, that's the corporate line at least was, you know, we, they didn't want to, they didn't want to get too, um, you know, they didn't want to come in and say, well, you have to do it this way. Cause as soon as they say that, then yes. that's, that's, that's then the law. Canon, Even as right? a suggestion, yeah. it becomes canon. Um, and but but the thing is, is that not everybody is playing it tournament, right? Right. We have tons. Of, the, the way they released this killed all of our gaming groups across the entire planet. Yeah, because it didn't make a lot of sense. And yes. they didn't need to do that. There's little things in here that could have helped. Yes. Small things. 
You know, um, if you look at the Clash Compact, they have a little, it's maybe about a half a page, I think, or a third of a page. With a couple of with a couple with of clash, no, not the, I'm not talking about the. I'm talking. There's about a third of a page that mm -hmm. shows the piling in, that explains how it works, with a couple of little diagram examples, just yeah. to just to clarify piling in. Okay, piling in for someone who's never done it and hasn't played 40k, you have to include. It's very vague and not all that intuitive, and right. there are. I mean, when I was doing it, I felt like at times, am I cheating? Am I doing this right? Am I cheating? That little extra right there could totally help. It's little yes. things where that four page could go to, say, five or six, six. without yeah. adding a lot of rules, but subtle clarifications. You know yes. what? Go to eight. Go to eight pages and include two short scenarios, not with a ton of fluff in the background, but here. After you've tried the basic rules, try out these scenarios for fun. Include eight to ten pieces of terrain. You know, make sure more terrain. So you know yes. to to give to give uh, to you know for for lanes and so as not to have just a big clump of models stuck in the middle. Literally put that in there at the end as a little hint or as a little bit. You know, every one of these books, if you pick them up right before the rules and right before all the battle tomes, they give you that hints and tips thing. Yep. And it's in every one of them, and it's the same damn hints and tips. If you're putting the hints and tips and it's the same hints and tips in every one of these books, maybe that just should be incorporated into that four-page rule set. Make it an eight-page. Throw it in there. We would feel more comfortable. You know that all of these players, or at least the, the player base, the existing gamers you have, are coming with a, a mindset of, a game that they've already been playing and you're changing it so much. Yes, you're saying it's a new game, but we still have a mindset of the old game and it's the mindset of the old game that made it so difficult. The people who are having the least difficulty with this game are the people who didn't play eighth edition. Yes. Cause they coming without preconceived notions. Now, granted that means that all the new players aren't having trouble. So maybe it's our issue it could but be. You have an existing player base. Why alienate them? Yes. Why throw them out? You know, uh, I mean, I know obviously we weren't enough mass to keep the game going, but do you want to just get rid of your entire player base? And of course to, they don't. They're a business. Right. They would want to keep us. And you can have. You could have done it with an extra page or so of just subtle, small explanations. Y yes. And, and I'm not saying big rules changes. You know, there's, oh, you know, one, you know, um, you know, uh, people get pissed off about the measure from the, the model, not the base. Okay. Yeah. Measure from the model, not the base was dumb. Let's be honest. And you know why they did it? Because, you know, they didn't want to tell you you had to rebase because they didn't. Right. Here's the thing. A basing chart would have helped, right? A, a basing chart would have helped as and but once you know, even as a suggestion, and that you don't, you, they could have did release that online, and at yep. the thing, you know, and on the rules, you know, the basic. If you have, you know, this, you can rebase. Here's the link, you know, and you could just put that in there. Once again, one more line, which yep. would have helped your existing players, but new players wouldn't need it. There you go, because you just put it as a link. You don't need to print more pages. Um, but here's the funny thing. I was talking to one of the guys from GW, and they're like, well, you know, they didn't want to make you rebase, so they didn't want to say measure from the base. 
mm-hmm. because did it you know they said you know by saying the, the whole bass size doesn't matter of course it does that's why you release them on a certain size bass that's why you release that bass with it otherwise you wouldn't release it you would just say yep. put any bass on it um but they don't want to make they don't want to force a rebase with to people who have hundreds of model armies mm-hmm. but so you should still measure from the base measuring from yeah. the model doesn't change anything nope if your base is a square base or a round base and the round base is bigger and the square base is smaller, measuring from the model doesn't change the fact that your smaller base is a little bit closer to my model. You know, that was just kind of a dumb move. And yeah, um, and I, I get what somebody apparently was thinking, well, this way it, it eliminates any worry about, you know, what the base size is. No, it's, it's, but it doesn't. <laughs> it no, just doesn't. It doesn't. No. <laughs> and, and it makes for confusing have- because the fact is, Everybody's asking what part of the of the bay of the model well, should I be measuring from? You know, I'm hoping eventually that's one of those things that you're going to see get cleaned up or dropped once more stuff comes out with set with with the round. You know, once the square bases sort of filter their way out, I think yeah. I think you'll see that disappear. It's such a small thing, mm-hmm. but it's just little things like that. It's like it seems like they didn't think it through. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, a new player has to know somehow intuitively to go online and find out that there's these systems to help you understand how to play the game is just to me is baffling. You want to hear something funny? Uh, I'm on Twitter Mm -hmm. and Mo Ashraf, who was on the show, who wrote the Clash Comp. Mm hmm was in GW picking up some paints or some brushes. Now, he's pretty much, I think, gone over to Ninth Age at this point. Okay. Right? He's in there, and people are talking to him about it, and he's saying he wasn't really enjoying AOS because the rule set just doesn't quite work. The GW employee told him, oh, you should go online and look up for this Clash of Swords comp this guy wrote is really good. (laughs) How awesome is that? The guy's like, yeah, you know, and it, I mean that's hysterical. He's telling the guy who wrote it, yeah, you should try this comp out. Yeah, thanks. I I know it's good. Um, you know, leaving it to the and I'm not even going to get into the whole leaving it to the existing player base to write their own comp and come up with systems for competitive play or whatever. You know, figure that out on you. You know, hey, thank God there is a base that wants to do it because that yeah, I couldn't have figured out the pool cost system thing i couldn't have done it no um and i love it and i'm glad it's there and i hope that there are groups that want that will help keep that up as new stuff comes out and take that feedback and keep updating that list and now that it's there i think it will be much easier to to keep to upkeep it Mm -hmm. you know with all the feedback and and from the groups and stuff and i still think pool choices is better than a point system any day um agree uh and it makes for fun uh, yeah, it is sort of a weak argument. I mean, but I'm not even going to get into that. I'm just, I'm just talking about once again, and I know I'm harping on this. And it's not that I don't like the game. No, it's nothing bad about the game. It's just it's the, the way, way they rolled it out. Yeah, and it's just a little more consideration. And now, granted, I mean, you know, maybe you know, and they're selling it to all these other. Maybe there's a lot of. I mean, I I know they're selling the game, and maybe they're selling it to a lot of other people, and maybe it's not a big deal, and. You know, hey, maybe you shake the boat and all the people who were standing at the edges that were thinking about diving off, then they dive off. And then all those people who 
we're hassling you just went away. Yeah. Maybe that's a plan. And maybe that, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. I don't work there. You know, all I yep. know is how it, it felt for us. And it, and it made it really hard. And it's still kind of hard. And like I said, I'm taking heart from the the lot of messages I'm getting from people who are finding the show and saying, we're new to this scene and thanks for the show and we're enjoying it. And um, we're trying stuff out and we're liking the show. I had a guy contact me and just say, hey, you know, what What should I do? You know, the similar question like this guy with the voicemail. I've gotten emails mm-hmm. like that too. I'm like, hey, dude, try the Clash Comp. Here's the link. And he's like, oh, thanks. We're going to try this with our gaming group. This will be cool. A lot of people starting new gaming groups not knowing how to start you know, telling people what to bring. And I've been forwarding them all to... I'm like, you don't have to play necessarily with the comp. You can do your own scenarios, but at least check out the AOS pool document. Um, but yeah, it's you need something to give people. And just little changes could totally fix these issues with this. But that's... They just... Ugh. It was just rolled out so wrong yeah and um agreed and that's that that was my number one because with a proper rollout with acknowledging it for what it is i mean small things small changes would people have still left in droves yeah of course yeah of course they were going to you you changed this game drastically but it's not a completely new game yeah it's not we're using the same models with very similar rules and on on the same tables. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it's ninth edition. Just you, you didn't. Ugh. Okay, I'm I'm done. Yep. I've gone on way too long, and so we're gonna stop now. And All right. And when we come back, we're gonna talk oh, about the things we loved. But one last thing. Oh yeah. Just to mention for those people who are interested in this game and are looking for people. Just, just, just to tweet my own. Oh yeah, go for it. If you are in the Northern California area, there look up on and you're on Facebook. Search for the NorCal Age of Sigmar group. We do have a group in the area that is playing, and my friend Jim is running the group. So check us out. We we are here. There are people playing the game. All right, there you go. NorCal Age of Sigmar group. And on that note, folks, we will be right back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut, designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. 
And we're back at back, 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 Ah, stepping all over you there. Oh. But I'm not going to just, you know, get all upset about it like Rotor did. I'm a bigger man than him. That was a bit. but. That was a bit. That's totally a bit. Um. All right. So, um. All right. After that, that was cathartic. I feel good. I felt good about getting that out. I just, I was so, you know, I had to get that out because and again, like I, I like this before, game, and I think it's a, I think it's a fun game, and I think it's a great game, and I'm, I'm trying to build a community around here, and I'm, I'm tired of negativity. Yeah. And I just needed to get out like that. That, that's what I'm pissed about. It's like, dude, you, dude, you screwed this up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep. You messed this up, and you know what? You didn't mess up the game, but you, you messed up. The, the release, the player the base for me, you know. Yeah. So your communication department, your corporate communications department needs an overhaul. Yeah. Yep. 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 They need a schooling. There you go. So let's move on to, and like I said, I think we covered what the things we would have done a little differently as we yeah. talked about things you should have done. Um. So we'll move from that. We'll move to the things that we liked. Yes. So you got some honorable mentions. So I did. So uh, as I was mentioning earlier, and I kind of goofed it up a little bit, but Scarbrand really like Scarbrand. Scarbrand, I'd been looking forward to seeing a model for Scarbrand for ages, and and his rules in Age of Sigmar are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, that's my honorable mention. Yeah, and that there they fixed him up. They did the they did him. That was a, a much better Bloodthirster yes. on that one. So I was pleased with that. Um. My honorable mention, I had one, just one, and um, that was as I was going through this, it was Grand Alliances. Oh. I like the Grand Alliances. I like the ability to mix and match what's in the armies. Um, you know, it, I mean, it allows them to put out, well, I mean, Grand, now there's a lot more books I'm buying with a lot fewer entries, like, you know, the three entries in the ever-chosen book. A lot of fluff, not a lot of entries, but it also allows them to sort of specialize and come up with these cool little subsections and armies within these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also kind of allows you to play, you know, once again, I, I said in the last segment, this has really moved towards a hobbyist sort of game. Yes. If something comes out and it's you really think it's cool, I mean, people tend to gravitate towards a certain type of, you know, model or army. And it may not just be one army. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you like corn stuff, but that's there's there's you've got I like li- Nurgle too. Yeah. So you've got all this demon stuff, which is chaos, but then there's, you know, there's there's the corn warrior of chaos stuff, and obviously there's the Archaeon stuff. And you can mix all that together now. Yes. Um, I've got these Stormcast Eternals, which are cool, but do I really want a whole Stormcast Eternal army? I mean, I've got a bunch now because I got this stuff and it's cool and I want to paint them and play them. But, you know, I love playing with my dwarfs and now I can mix them up if I feel like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I kind of yep. want to play with this, but now this dwarf stuff's coming and I want to do that. Well, heck, if I feel like it, I can play them together. Do they go together perfectly? No. The game, you know, because the the, the, the the mixes, the synergies go with certain keywords. Mm-hmm. You know, people are always like, well, oh, God, that, you know, this, this faction only has two armies. You know, Death only has Tomb Kings and VC, whereas Order has like six or seven armies. 
Yeah, but Tomb Kings and VC, man, their synergies jive. Yeah, they do. Like, they go together. They're like peanut butter and jelly right there. You know what I'm talking about? Seriously. So everything goes. Now, the order stuff, man, they can all play together, but their synergies don't always jive, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm going to take some of the stuff from the dwarf stuff, I need other dwarf things to go with it to make those synergies go cool, and they ain't going to help other you know, like the 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 stormcast stuff. It's not going to do that bonus. the The fire slayer hero bonuses to the saves for these guys is not going to help the saves for these other guys. The bonuses these guys are giving is not going to help them. So yeah, I could mix them up, but the the cool bonuses aren't there. So you can do it. You can find the stuff you like, and I'm certain people will find broken combos eventually. Of course. But I know that the concern of, well, geez, I can just cherry pick the best. You know, I think I think people got nervous. I think people are still are nervous because of that damned Grand Alliance of the Elves. Yes, from, from you're the probably right. Times. Because that was dumb. Yes. Having basically, okay, you know, they're awesome super rule and they're awesome super rule. Yes, now you put them together and they get both super awesome rules. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not how this works now. And I don't think that's how it's going to work with any of these things in the future. Heck, when you read their rules now, they have different keywords and they don't mix. Um, so I think these Grand Alliances are cool. That was my honorable mention. I went on a little too long about it, but I really do like that you can, if, if something comes out that you love, buy the damn model. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Because you can fit it. I mean, if it's the wrong, you know, I, I love Arcan. I can't buy him and put him with the Stormcasts. I mean... <laughs> yeah, wrong keywords. Sir. I mean, you know, technically, I could. As people have pointed out to me, there is no rule saying that they have to be of the same alliance in the thing. In fact, uh, Throne of Skulls is going on today at uh, Warhammer oh, right. World. Yep, and it's bring sixty models that you like. It's any sixty models technically, so you could do that. Yeah. There are things. But they've also, I think they've got some new stuff in there for sportsmanship or comp stuff that you're voting on just to keep people from doing stupid stuff like that. Yeah. But, no douchebaggery. Yeah. Well, another thing that you could just toss in with your four pages of rules and, and just one little thing in there, boom, hey, you've got all these alliances. Throw that one line in there. Make it make a little sense for us. Exactly. But uh, So that was my honorable mention. I love the Grand Alliances. I love that I can mix... Uh, Harrison's High Elves and Morgan's Empire and my dwarfs and just throw stuff on the table and say, let's all go together and play. So, Should be what it's all about. Exactly. Okay, what's your number three? My number three is the Vermin Lord. Ooh. I love that model. It is pretty cool. That's a hot model. You can do so many conversions with it. You can magnetize it and and make multiple models out of one. Um, you you can model it together to make one model that can be used in multiple ways. It's just gorgeous. It is. I, it's I, a cool model. Yeah, it's my favorite release from from that end time series. Very nice. Very nice choice. Um, my number three is um the uh, Chaos Bloodbound Battle Tome. Ooh. 
Um, as I said earlier, for all the reasons I said earlier, it made me like corn, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought that was going to be the most boring book. I honestly thought when 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 Herner and I were covering it that it was going to be a quick. Um, I started reading it and I'm going, wow, this is cool. And Herner's reading. Herner's like, there's some cool stuff in here. Now I did. If you listen to the thing, I, I there's some stuff got a little repetitive. Yeah, yeah. And there were a few parts that they didn't explain very well. Some of these weird eight trials of corn. But Agreed. there was enough in there that it's like, oh, I'd like to hear about these eight trials of corn. You know, corn's a. Yep. Was it in was it in the Bloodbound book with Corn's giant fortress where if you come back failed you had to crawl on your hands and knees to the back door? <laughs> yep. To come in because you don't get to come in the you don't get the Glen Gary leads you don't, those are for closers. I was like, what? This is <laughs> yeah. that was just fantastic. Like everything in that book. That's what these battle tomes need to be. They yes. took new models and new characters, and they brought stuff to life. Those the I forget the name of the guys. Um, well, both of them the um, the the not the not wizards. What are they called? The the, the slaughter priests. The slaughter priests. Their descriptions were really interesting. That idea with the prayers and the blood. They're not magic, but they're summoning and calling him and bringing him in. And the guys wielding the anvils. That look like dwarf lords, but ain't. Skull grinders. Yeah. Dude, their description. Dude, it, seriously. Like, I finished reading that battle tome and was so, so depressed that I had traded away all my corn stuff. And I had uh. never felt that way uh, in 10 or 11 years of playing it. Hell, I had, when I, when I did the team tournament with Grant, I had bought... <laughs> this is how I was... We were playing, uh, you know, we, we did... Uh, uh, chaos and ogres and grant had his ogres and i had uh, the demons and i'm like dude i'm not gonna have time to paint him and i said to grant i tell you what because his stuff was all done i said if you paint it i'll buy the whole army if you can paint it though because i won't have time and he's like okay buy it so i bought all this stuff and he painted it for me and grant's amazing he like painted up the whole thousand points in a week mm. you know just done and nice and um and I never played with them again with the corn stuff. I have the Nurgle stuff, and I still have the 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 Zinch stuff, um, but I never used the corn stuff. Never interested. And I I wound up trading that away with the with the other stuff to get the Stormcast uh, Eternals. And I finished reading this book, and I was like, oh, like <laughs> it it, ma- it made me it made me like that stuff so much. So it gave me a respect for what I was reading and what I was looking at. For oh, the that's first great. Thing, so. They did their job. Absolutely. What's your number two? My number two is the Blood Warriors kit. Oh, those are those are cool. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, I'm I play Skaven, I play Corn, so you know it's flavored. But um, going looking at what we had for our Warriors of Corn before. <laughs> Compared to these, yeah, it's a huge, huge difference. They're the it's, ones that they get to pile in and do an extra attack before they die, right? Mm-hmm. That's like the Slayer rule, except they get it because yeah, blood for the blood god. Exactly. And don't they like sweat blood and stuff like that? Aren't they those the ones with yep. that their rule? Yeah, and it's just like oh yeah, another just cool fluff. Yeah, those guys are insane. Yeah, and the models are just gorgeous. I mean, yeah, you know, they, so they, dynamic, so much better than just the warriors with the capes with their two fists forward. 
Exactly. And, you know, we, we got a taste of them with the Age of Sigmar box set. But then when they came out with the, the, the kit itself, it was even better. More options and stuff like that than just yeah. Oh, more options, more it? poses, more faces, more armor changes. It's just yeah. Just How many the, come in a box? Uh, ten. Okay, so yeah, so you get five in the box set, and then you get ten. Yeah, that's got to be awesome. Yeah. They were those were really cool. I like those models a lot. I just looking at them going, wow, this just blows the existing Chaos Warriors in armor out of the water. It's just. It's just yeah. night. It's like you know. It's like if he says like if Mike Tyson were fighting an infant. It's just there's no it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> no challenge there. So okay, my number two, and these these are these are becoming the more aesthetic choices than uh, than um, than actual things from GW. Um, round bases. No. And the move to the move to round bases and and out of. Uh, Rank and flank movement trays, and I never thought that I would like this more. But man, everything looks really nice on these I, round bases. I agree. And um, you know, I, I I I didn't think I would like moving away from movement trays. Um, but here's my thing, dude. You know, and <laughs> and everyone who makes fun of it. Uh, it was, I know so many people who who went over to Kings of War, and don't get me wrong, I like Kings of War. I, oh yeah, I me play too. it. I have it. Yep, me too. But the same people who used to complain about having to buy and paint fifty or sixty models to have a big horde, mm-hmm. and now granted, you only have to do half plus one, and you could make a diorama for Kings of War. Blah 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 blah. I know they've made it much easier for you to build that unit, but. Yeah. Building fifty or sixty models for a horde, and the cost of those models to put them all together and rank them up and pick them off one by one, and to be locked into that little bit—you know—the freedom of movement, the lower number of models, you know, the fact that I only have to paint fifty models maybe to have a full army. Yeah. Um. Sometimes less. I mean, you know, Archeon's yeah. a ten-model army. If you want to go that way. Um, I have played a 150-model army in this game when I played the zombie hordes. Um, it took a lot longer. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I suppose I could have started them in movement trays. There's nothing saying the models can't touch. No, that's how we it's started they, out. Yeah, they can't be more than an inch apart, but they can start on movement trays, and I can shove the movement tray forward, and then once it gets to where the combat starts, move them off individually and then yeah. let, them, let them do the scrum. Yeah. Um, but they just don't have to stay there, you yep. know. And that just it cracks me up that all the people who were complaining about the big sizes of the hordes when it came individually, they 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 didn't like that. Um, I didn't know that I would like it, and now that I've been playing it that way, you know, I just don't I don't necessarily want to paint any more three hundred model armies. Yeah, don't and think anybody can blame you. Going to round bases with a smaller model count, um, you know that's not bad that's nope. not necessarily a bad thing and it's a thing that a lot of people asked for you know you actually got what you asked for this yes. edition eighth edition all oh, this hordes is a money grab going into a horde formation and going 10 across and five deep just so you can get bonuses 50 models for one unit oh that's that they just want us to buy more models okay well they've done away with that you yep 
and now you've got bigger that you know i mean how many times did you complain and i know because you play them and i complained when i bought them those damned corn blood letters that were designed for 40k on round bases so they had these cool poses with those giant ass swords yep and you could not put them on the square bases i literally had them put on all the bases with a little bit of white elmer's glue and i had models where the sword in the model was going underneath the arm like under the armpit of the model in front of him yes to make them rank up and that's why i built them and i put them all and then i numbered all the mm-hmm. models and i had six i think i had 50 of them and so what i had done was i had done them where i had ranked them up where i went 5 wide and 10 deep but at five and five, I could break it at the five, and I had him ranked so that I could pull it to the side and do ten wide, five deep. Uh-huh. So I not only had to rank them, but I had to make sure that the left side of the front five and the right side of the back five were flush so that they could go together. And I had them all numbered and marked so that I knew exactly how to put them so that they would rank up. All that work, I don't have to do any of that anymore. And they nope. can make those poses like they did with your Blood Warriors. And they can make those poses like they're doing with these models, these huge, dynamic, gorgeous posed models, simply because they don't have to go on a little square base and stand right next to the dude next to them. Yeah. So I'm all in on the round base thing. I think it's awesome. I am going to redo my models. Not everybody wants to. Not everybody's going to. And you don't have to. They said you don't have to. Yeah. Personally, I like it. I'm doing it. Sweet. So what? I, I don't disagree. There you go. So what's your number one? My number one is the Slaughter Priest. <laughs> I just love that model. And I love the concept behind the model, the fluff, and what he does for the army. Just, I, I can't cool. imagine playing my corn bloodbound without him. He's that good. He's that good. That's awesome. It's you know, and it's about time because when I saw that, I said, "Wait a minute, he's a he's a wizard." Like, well, not really a <laughs> wizard because Corn doesn't believe in that nonsense. But of course, he's got something kind of like it, and that's yeah. okay. Yep. So I you know I I see that I I was kind of thinking you were going to pick. I thought you might pick the book, but I, it was a toss up. It was a toss up, but I just I love the model so much. The model. I got you. I totally yep. get it. So, okay. <laughs> you want my number one? Yeah, let's hear it. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I may get hate mail for this. <laughs> oh, bring it, bring it. Um, I guess I'll explain this. Um, my number one thing from GW this year was the very end of the end times. What? okay let's hear this the destruction of the old world not that i wanted to see it not that i was happy to see it go but now that it's happened and i'm looking back on it as i'm looking back on this year and i'm picking up arcan and i kept reading it and after it happened first of all how well that last book was written yes how they kept having the chances and they kept going it was right there and they almost had it they almost had it and just the fact that the guys at gw had the balls to say let's blow it up we're moving the timeline forward. 
Archeon's gonna win. No headbutt, no no let. I mean, seriously, yeah. I've been playing the game not as long as you, but for ten years. Yeah, the doomsday clock has been at eleven fifty nine. Yep, it's been less than two minutes to midnight at this point. It's been seconds to midnight for over ten years. Yeah, and my group and I were debating for months that if we got to the final book and it was a headbutt that ended the freaking game, that we would just we just all kill each other. I really didn't think it would be a headbutt <laughs> that ended the game. I, I I didn't think there was any way. Like whoever even allowed that in there to do like, that was just dumb. Dumb. Yeah. That was so dumb, and I get that they were allowing that it was part of the gameplay, and that's how. It, but still, like whoever wrote that, you you needed to write that a little better. That was such a bad idea, and there was still a headbutt in there. Yes, there was, and it smashed <laughs> the eye, and it was devastating. I was like, "Yes, the headbutt's yep. in there." Yep, but they blew it up. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa, no way!" And <clears throat> in blowing it up, they have given us this new world which love it or hate it it's what we've got it's interesting it's different it's new the fluff they've been giving us so far has been cool the bizarre just completely physics you know physics defying you know more like you know Nordic and uh, Nordic myth- Norse mythology type mm-hmm. of planets that don't make any sense and how they work. You know, you know, there's a dragon underneath this floating island that keeps it heated, so all the metal lake just stays warm and flows over like a waterfall. Okay, and when it gets down here, what happens? Well, it seems like this other invisible dragon eats the metal and somehow apparently poops it out back at the top of the lake so it keeps flowing. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. I don't know. what It looks like that in the drawing. Whatever, yeah. man. It's just they've got all these it's realms all now. There's all these different stories going on. They've, they've you know, I, I'm not saying that it's, I mean, it was just, I'm sad the old world's gone, but what else were they going to explore? They, you know, they could have gone to Cathay. They could have gone to Araby. But now they've got an entire realm for each wind of magic, for each race, for each style of player. There's a whole world, you know, and they can yeah. explore. They now have it's, – it's not just an unexplored part of one world. They've got eight worlds to explore. Yep. And all sorts of cool crap going on. And it is cool stuff going on. Yeah. And it, it took nerve to do it. And it's it did. And it's coming out really cool so far. It like is. Like six months in, and I'm really liking it. Way more than I thought I would. When I found out that there were different realms and they're all sort of separated by these little portal gates, and I'm like, oh, this is Bubble Worlds, except it was just described poorly so that nobody got in trouble and let the cat out of the bag. It is this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's working. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Good on you, because that that was a, a crazy move. It was, yeah. And it, Ballsy. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm in I'm enjoying it. Um I wouldn't have done it. I totally wouldn't have done. I would not have had the nerve. I wouldn't have tried. I wouldn't even thought about it, which is why I was so shocked and which is why it turned out as such an amazing story and um, and turned out to be such a cool, 
I mean, it's 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 I'm 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 they've got me. They 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 got you know. I'm I'm yeah, I'm fascinated, and every and like I said, every one of these books that I read, these little timelines dropping hints of what's going on. It's not just hints from one little town or one little village. It's hints on a whole new world, and yeah, I mean the stories that they can crank out now are huge. They're not locked into a specific planet, geography, little, yeah, geographic area. No, they've got. Yep. And and with thousands of years of unexplored time passing in each one of these between the time Sigmar found them and the time now, mm-hmm. thousands of years passing, it, it, there is there is no limit to what we can see next, and that is such a cool thing, and is has me so excited for the next year that I I had to give that my number one, even though it was traumatic. Yeah. I was like, no, this is that's just give them props Agreed. For, for doing something that incredibly stupid. <laughs> so ballsy. Exactly. So that's my number one. So Wow. Yeah. That's a big one, man. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm certain people will disagree, but yeah, um I was like, right. you know what? I'm gonna give it to them. Hey, I ragged on them for a half hour because their marketing department, you know, Yep. Drop the ball. I'll give their writing department the props it deserves. Except for on Seraphon. Well, hey, I could have been done better. Well, yeah. Well, I I gave it to it where they deserved it. Yes. (laughs) Not where they didn't. Yep. Yep. But uh, so that's that. Wow. What a year. Yeah. Probably the, the, the biggest year in the 30 years that I've been playing this game. So at least the craziest, huh? Yeah. I mean, never seen a change like this before. No, no, probably the most, well, at least the, one of the more contentious ones. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say this much: I'm really kind of excited to see where it goes. Definitely. So, I think that's it. Yeah, that's another show wrapped. Yep, all finished up. That's everything in our recap. Um, I. Th- I think our next episode um, might be a, I don't know if it's going to be, I, I doubt it'll be some live gaming, but I think some of those gamers that I was telling you guys about, um, my friends who haven't really played since the beginning of 8th edition, who are going to come back and give AOS a try, may be my special guests after playing a few games. So, um, you know, gaming and talking about actual gaming, not fluff. Not wish listing, but actual game talk and tactics talk and stuff like that. Next episode is what I believe we're gonna get. So um, fantastic! Tune in for that. Um, there's so much fluff I've got to cover, but I want to start talking a little tactics and get stuff going like that. So uh, sounds folks. like a good 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 break from the fluff. I mean, yeah. there's been a lot of it. So yeah, I'm, there's Thanks things I'm GW. just not gonna cover for a while. Um, things I'm going to have to skip and miss here and there. Like I said, I never covered, I never covered the Stormcast Eternal book, and I like them. No, you know, yeah, <laughs> I haven't gotten Archeon, and I like him. You know, yeah, I, I ain't skipping the Dwarden book. I'm telling you right now. No. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, eventually I'll try to get, I'll try to circle back to those. I mean, heck, you know, it, it, it's it'll it'll get done. Yep. 
God, who knew six months ago when I was trying to figure out, you know, I'm sitting there trying to figure out if there was going to be enough content. Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, talking with Chris Hugh, when this when this first game, when the game first came out and there was four pages in Battle Tome or just and uh, and uh, uh, War Scrolls. Yeah. Is there going to be enough content? You know, with the way at the at the pace GW puts stuff out, you know, right? are you gonna have are you gonna have enough stuff to talk about? Well, if not, you know, I'm not doing Garage Gamers really anymore. I could just incorporate some of those, and I'm not behind. <laughs> right. God bless America. All right, so, all right, folks. Um, thank you for listening. Um, like I said, keep checking back to the website because the. Uh, the new the new look should be up relatively soon, and the forums should be up soon. Please come and sign up for the forums. I miss my forums, and I miss talking to all you guys. Uh, I miss the interactions that were there, the feedback. We will have show threads up for all the new shows coming up on there and all that information. Um, tell a friend. If you're still playing Age of Sigmar, if you like an Age of Sigmar, if you're new and you're listening and you got a new gaming group, please tell them about the show. Um, it helps us out greatly. Um, maybe leave us a re- iTunes review. We haven't had uh, one, two recently. So uh, appreciate it if you would. Other than that, uh, Christian, man, thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah. hope thanks to for have having you on, me again. Hope to have you on again soon. If you do start reading Archeon and you're enjoying it, you're really liking it, let me know. Um, Will do. Well, I'm always looking for that, what, always looking for a, 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 what the next episode's going to be and who it's going to be with. So, right. you know, you've got ideas. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, let me know because you're always welcome on. Thank you, sir. All right, and that's it. 136 down, 137 coming up next, end of January. And, folks, uh, have a wonderful evening. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through chrisu at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garagehammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.